hello everybody and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden Part 31 Grim Skull Part 2. That's right, we're doing some like Final Fantasy 13 2 bullshit level naming conventions, but hey, guess what? Today is August 29th, 2021, and you are loved. That is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, including full playthroughs of a plethora of content. Go and check it out. Uh, and we are also available wherever audio casts are made available for free. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions that you would like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to again go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures. But Let's say you already support us on Patreon. You already support us on Twitch and YouTube and all of those other wonderful places. And you're trying to think to yourself, well, where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more? Guess what, buddy? I got your back. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, clocks, aprons, and... As has been important since the day they were conceived, we got face masks. That's right, we have Tia masks. That is a face mask with the symbol of Tiamat upon them, designed by our very own Cyberwolf1201, where all of the proceeds of those masks end up going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So... If you'd like to help support a good cause, or possibly help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. That is indooradventure, no s at the end, .redbubble.com. But that is it for my opening spiel. So hey, Satan, who are you playing today? Hi everyone, my name is Satan, and today I'll be playing Kuori, my Goliath fighter, and we both go by Shive. Oh, hi! It's me, Liz Mac, and I found the unmute button, but I will be playing uh, Lydia Arcepeen, Rock Gnome Cleric. We both use she, her pronouns. And I am the Indoor Adventurer, and tonight I shall be playing as Hart, the Wood Elf Druid. We both use he, him. Hi, I'm Tyler, uh, at Frothy Inferno on the internet, uh, and I will be playing Trollstagger, the Wood Elf Druid, also both he, him. I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. I'm going to be the DM for today. She, her. And let's just get right back into it. Um, when we last left off, uh, our heroes had entered into Grimskull, um, which is the frost giant fortress in which Oral has uh, made her earthly home. Um, and they had descended into the dungeon and begun to face the four trials of oral okay going forward uh a few of you folks are facing um experiences that you have already been through before um your characters are aware that they've been through these experiences before aware that they need to see them through uh and aware that this is part of the trial uh so that's one thing to keep in mind uh, I believe that the part that we had just left off with uh, was Hart uh, finding himself the size of a mouse uh, in the middle of a forest. Uh, now, this may not necessarily be a memory for him, um, but these trials are kind of occurring in, in sort of a dreamlike state, which I feel like Hart is very familiar with yeah. thus far. Uh, Hart is finds himself in a snowy fort, 
uh, a snowy forest um, and is experiencing it at a very small size. Uh, so getting through snow is very interesting um, because he is small enough that he can actually walk on top of it, uh, you know, Legolas style. Uh, but um, everything is quite large. How does Hart react to that? Um, he has been a mouse before, uh, thankfully, through the through the use of wild shape. Um, so I feel like um, like he sort of like takes stock of himself, uh, and then immediately just sort of like brushes off however weird this may be. Just like oh, it's one of the other. It's like I'm dreaming again. Like no worries on that end. Um, and I think he starts looking for a place to bundle up, like to to saddle up, or like he just sort of like if he if he's not doing that immediately, because normally his dreams are the ones that are in control. He doesn't have a whole lot of agency. Mm -hmm. I feel like he usually like at this moment he'll wait mm -hmm. and see if oh. anything's like this way, ghostly fingers. Like since uh, Burning Star has been in control uh heart's dreams have gotten a lot more linear um yes he will still be like swept from scene to scene uh from time to time but like in, in the time in between he has really just kind of had enough like agency to like wander through those dreams it's like um well, I, I guess the best analogy I can make is, like, when you're in a video game uh, and, like, there's a pre-scripted event that occurs, afterwards you're still able to explore that space. Um, that's basically what happens for Hart. Like, after yeah. he sees whatever the dream uh, was supposed to show him, he's just kind of left in that stage, really. Yeah, I feel like Hart would... He'd probably find some place to, like, stay warm like until like he gets the next calling to to go towards somewhere like feel like he's like wait for the transition he's i mean he's mouse sized and it's cold right. out uh give me a survival check haha -ha, historically i'm good at those but i would need my character sheet up Mm -hmm. in order to <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, everybody go ahead and get out your character sheets uh, you are going to be having dreams but a lot of you are going to be making rolls some of you are going to be making a lot of rolls. Haha! <laughs> Why would you say that? Um, so... That's a 16 with survival. That's pretty good. Um, where do you think Hart would go to, uh, shelter at, um, the size of a mouse? The size of a mouse, he would either... He doesn't want to go up the tree because he knows that's where squirrels are and he doesn't feel like squirrels and mice can necessarily be friends. So I feel like he would probably want to go like into the root system of a tree sure. if he can. And Hart is not actually a mouse. He is just the size of one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, if he's just the size of a mouse, I think he would still try and get into the root system. Okay. Um, so Hart uh, kind of uh, meanders about uh, the foot of a tree, um, manages to find uh, something of a knot hole, um, and poke his head in there. Uh, and it looks dry enough, um, and it looks like it would be a, a, a nice enough place to settle down. 
Um, and when he does so, he catches some movement uh, towards the back of the hole. H Hello? Is anyone there? You hear the sound of like something like stone kind of scraping ceramic. Um, and what you see uh, with your dark vision in the uh, back of this hole um, is what appears to be a painted mask. Does it have like an expression on it? Not necessarily. Um, it's not a mask that has like a face on it. It's just got kind of abstract uh, geometric shapes. Uh, however, you do recognize this as a Chewinga. Oh. Well, hello there, little friend. Are you hungry? Uh, he, he scrambles away from you a little bit, and you can see that um, the way that he's moving, uh, his ankle uh, appears to be not okay, uh, twisted in sort of a weird way. Um, he is avoiding putting weight on it. I think Hart will, I think he'll crouch down um, and, like, pull out a good cookie. Um, and I feel like a good cookie and maybe some silverware, like shinies or sweets, like, take your pick. Um, okay. And he will, like, kind of put his staff into the crook of his arm and then just, like, offer them both. But be, like, crouched down so that way the Chewingan knows, like, he's not... He's not actively a threat. He'll, like, set them down onto the ground. Sure. Um, and the way that uh, Chewinga move is, uh, like, very similar to creatures of that size, where it's just very quick kind of fluttering movements, um, where they, like, remain still uh, in the moments in between. Um, very, very much the way that a prey animal would you know, just trying not to be seen. Uh, it's like when you move, get there very quickly. And then like when you get there, stop so that nothing can see you. Yeah. Um, and so he just kind of like tips his head a little bit, uh, looks at both of the items um, and reaches out kind of tentatively towards the good cookie uh, and then snatches it out of your hand and then like scoots back uh, and just sort of mashes it onto his mask. Uh, and miraculously seems to consume it that way. Yeah, that checks. Um, and I feel like Hart would uh, like kind of try and reassure the Chewinga. Um, There's more where those came from, and he'll pull out uh, start, like a few more of his good cookies, um, and then you don't look like you're doing too well. And he'll um, he'll like try and get closer while holding uh, while holding the cookie out. Um, his goal is that uh, if he can get up to the Chewinga, um, he wants to do a cure wounds to try sure. and heal it. Okay, uh, the Chewinga will actually like reach out, grab that good cookie, um, and you like, settle in, get ready to, like, cast that Cure Wounds uh, when it kind of nudges you um, and tries to hand you something. Oh, uh, well, you don't need... It, 
you could have uh, you see cookies. that he's actually like broken the cookie in half and is trying to give you half of it. Hart will take the half. Okay. Uh, he munches on that cookie, uh, and while you work, uh, he starts to examine the shinies. Uh, he just kind of like sits there contentedly, uh, lets you examine his ankle, uh, and is like looking at uh, what what shinies do you produce for him? Uh, there was some silverware. Okay. Uh, cause he knows uh, so he's that got like, a, like typically he's got he knows a, the Chewinga loves silverware. Right. He's got a fork, uh, and he seems fascinated at how small it is. Uh, the, the fact that it is its size and shape. Yeah. Uh, so you can hear him just sort of like twanging the prongs of the fork, uh, as you set to work. Um, I think that that is a good place to leave off for now. Um, can I give him one more thing to, to mess around with? Sure, it would sure, be a, sure. he would put some coins like he'd put like five gold pieces inside of a tin mug uh and then uh like try and put uh some cloth over the top so that way the chewinka could shake it and just have like oh. a little like noisemaker nice i like that um there is a rattling noise coming from that hole under the uh tree he's my friend <laughs> uh stag yes You've been traveling with these hunters for a while now. Um, unfortunately, the storms that separate uh, the southern lands from Icewind Dale are quite severe, and you all ran out of food a while ago. Uh, you've decided to hunker down in a cave for a few hours, but those hours have stretched into days. Uh, and it has become clear that you all need to leave or you're never going to leave uh what's what's the general attitude from the other the, the hunters um what's their like conditions like lethargic um hopeless uh there is one guy in particular who keeps on insisting that uh, you need to stay where you are or else, uh, like, you'll never get rescued. Like, people won't be able to find you if you keep moving around. You have to stay in one spot, uh, and then, like, the rescue team will be able to find you. Um, and, like, there's another guy who has completely lost hope and is basically, like, nobody is coming. Uh, what, what is my relationship with these guys? You tell me. Let's uh let's work this out. Yeah. Um well like I must have come across them at some point uh and being uh an elf uh and looking like a hunter uh just kind of tried to convince them that I was one of them. Um very poorly at first since you know my understanding of a lot of things is uh poor. Uh, so honestly, kind of like a, a, like a kid trying to figure out stuff and like, these guys are the, the adults that are teaching me things. Right. Uh, I want to say that there is a boss, there's like a second in command, uh, and perhaps, um, two siblings, uh, that are just kind of work hands. Um, and they have taught you a lot about hunter life. And uh, 
basically like corrected you on a lot of things, but for the most part, uh, kept you at arm's length. Uh, they could recognize that you were useful in a like survival situation that you knew a lot about stuff and you can like somehow summon fire uh with your fingers uh so that has been useful uh thus far as it has gotten colder um but everyone is hungry everyone is tired uh and it's becoming increasingly clear that you can't stay here yeah i'm i'm a Stag is feeling very impatient now, especially since they've been staying here for so long. Like, he knows he has to get somewhere. Uh, and just the more waiting around, the more useless it seems. Because I think he's also in the, the camp of, there's no one coming for us. Why would there, there be? Uh, we have to do it, take care of ourselves. And I think the idea of uh, a rescue party just doesn't compute for Stag. No, like why would why would people come for us? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Okay, uh, what is Stag's plan moving forward? Uh, the who who is so like there, there's nobody. Uh, I guess champion championing the idea of of moving on. No. Not necessarily. Um, I think that a while ago, um, the second in command, I'm going to call him Two Coins. Um, for a while, Two Coins was saying we should leave. Um, and as time has gone on, uh, has kind of started to like consign himself to this fate. Uh, I'm going to say that Stag. Like out of anyone, Stag's been getting along the best with with Two Coins. I think he like understands Two Coins' position as like second in command, um, since you know Stag has never been like in charge himself. So like being second in command kind of makes sense to him. Okay. Uh, so I think he's gonna go up to Two Coins and just uh, just very bluntly uh, say, "Listen, we need to leave." We're not getting anywhere staying here. All right. Uh, I'll say two coins is a Sphinx tabaxi, uh, which is to say um, they are tabaxi, but they're a hairless cat tabaxi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are miserable. <laughs> um, and uh, their full name is two coins in the back pocket. Um, What a cool name! Yeah, I like I, it. I didn't come into this game thinking I was going to make this character, but here we are. Uh, T-Coin says, I cannot say I do not agree with you. But to some degree, I have to remain loyal to the boss man. Listen, we can tough it out and stay here, but I don't think that's going to work for much longer if we can't get everyone to go then maybe this rescue party that everyone keeps thinking is coming which i don't even understand maybe we have to be the ones to go get it all right let's see if we can convince him um i'm gonna leave off there for now cool
uh, Kawori, make me an endurance check. What kind of role is that? <laughs> when I say endurance, I do mean... <laughs> Some 4e bullshit coming in. A con save. A con save, I meant. <laughs> Don't come at me like this. <laughs> Don't save me. Uh... <laughs> it has subjected me to so many endurance checks like, back oh, in 4e. I was like, oh, I'm just going to come right in. Just be all like, make me a check. I'm a hard-ass DM. And they're all like, um. <laughs> um, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Wendy's. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> Can't say please. Eleven. I did not do great. Okay, take a level of exhaustion. Oh great! I hate this. I already had one. Oh. Uh, every limb is shaking. Um, you are trying to keep moving forward, but you are colder than you ever have been. Um, it wasn't supposed to be like this. The crawl has been harrowing for some Goliaths, but never like this. Uh, and you are starting to become aware that you had already gone through this, but you didn't remember this part. Mm -hmm. And you're beginning to question, is that because... I wasn't conscious or because I can't remember. Stop with the mystery fingers, Liz. Uh, uh, okay, uh, she, hmm. Do, does she know usually how, how long this tunnel is? Like, is that um, something that you are told going into this trial? Sure. I, I want to say that the longest anybody has ever spent uh, doing the crawl is maybe 45 minutes. Okay. Um, like, the fastest time was like 10. <laughs> okay. Um, and you said we realized that this is, uh, we've been through this before. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I have spells. Um... She is going to uh well, you don't have that. She's going to try and I mean they're all gonna hurt me, but she's gonna cast a firebolt to like the wall. Is it's like a rock wall? Um, it is rock and ice, both of those things. Mm. It's just rock, ice, and snow, so she won't be able to do that. Honestly, she's just going to start kind of like, because it's all practical now, trying to get her limbs to move, uh, extending her fingers and her toes and her feet to kind of like get blood back into them and mm -hmm. try to warm herself up and she can't mm -hmm. stand in this right it's like nope. it's just a crawl nope. okay like uh, your your shoulders yeah. are bumping up against the ceiling okay uh i hate this <laughs> um yeah no she all she can do is just try and tough it up more and kind of like 
it's a, a very intense look of concentration but in her mind it's like why am I remembering this now is this really what's happening is this really what I did throughout the trial um and um just try to keep going all right give me another con save <sighs> I'll give you an endurance check don't worry <laughs> uh 22 all right it's better we'll come back to you lydia oh, hi it has been uh a few days um you've begun to heal up um but for the most part uh you have been bedridden um you've tried to stand up a couple of times uh but the world just started spinning uh, and even one time you became sick and uh, Oyama Nartok had to dive with a bucket to catch it. Um, you realize that you're going to have to wait until you get better. And you know that you've been through this before. And it is awful. <laughs> you know... I wish I would have developed the patience for this, but not my strong suit. Uh, what was your time like with Oyam Nartok? I feel like Lydia would have been, you know, the, the sort of stereotype that doctors and nurses make the worst patients. <laughs> uh, that's 100% Lydia. Like Lydia's trying to be like, no, I'm fine. Like, just let me leave. I have to catch up. Corey's going to think I'm dead. Um, I have to find Lucas. Like, I'm fine. Um, and then just also, like, super apologetic about any time that she's sick. Just, and I feel like there will be a lot of, like, fighting and then eventual, okay, you're right. I'm not well enough to leave yet. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, very much like a doctor making the worst patient because she, she's just like, I, I just want to get out of here. I'm fine. I, I can, I can heal myself. Um, Oya Minartok is, has infinite patience. Um, though as much as you feel like you've already been through this before, it's almost like she has been too, um, many times over. Um, she cares for you, uh, and she makes sure that you're never alone for long. Uh, that is until one day. Um, she brings you some food, uh, and some water, and she lets you know, uh, where all of the rations are stored. Um, and she starts giving you, a, a lot of very specific instructions, like where the firewood is, uh, how to put snow into the kettle uh, and get snow melt to make water if you need it, uh, where all of the food is. Um, and it becomes clear it's because she's about to leave. Where, where are you going? I have to continue. I have to make my rounds. It is my duty. Oh. But by yourself? 
it's not safe to travel alone. You've told me as much the entire time I've been here. Again. I am never alone. I can come with you. I'm feeling much better. We can she, go catch up to Corey. She shakes her head. You will have much longer before you are able to travel again. Yes, you may be able to stand, but can you fight? Can you hold a sword? Can you protect yourself? Lydia, I think, instinctively reaches for her gun again, which is not there. <laughs> I, I suppose not. I will be back. Uh, and she hefts a pack onto her shoulder and heads out the door. And you are left alone. My for favorite days. way to be. For weeks. Uh, for months, it feels like. She never comes back. I think in like the time, because you said that like Lydia understands that this is part of the trial. Like that she's been through this before. I think mm -hmm. Lydia goes full conspiracy theorist and like <laughs> starts writing notes and putting them up on the wall and like connecting strings and little bark push pins, uh, just trying to figure out is she stuck in a time loop? If she does something wrong, is she gonna like revert back to the beginning of the trial? If she, uh, if if she like if she dies, does she die in real life? Um, so she's like theorizing everything and like taking meticulous notes and trying to stave off the horrible feeling of being alone, which is Lydia's least favorite feeling in the entire world. Um, as she's building up strength. Is this what happened the first time? I think the first time... Lydia did a lot more praying than she's doing this time and focused more on studying like she would have read tried to find like her little map of the region and tried to study it more and um practice like building a fire very quickly um the first time around but this time she's full how do i figure out the matrix vibes um because she knows that she's been through this before uh and she also like has a list of things that she did the first time around and like how she would do them differently now um if i'm remembering correctly um and and this literally is just occurring to me right now mm -hmm. um i do think that at some point, no, 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 you didn't see uh, Lucas's uh, wolf until you came into town, right? Correct. Right, okay. Yeah, I did not see Snowball. Snowball did not come to you until much later. All right. Um, so Lydia spends some time uh, theorizing. Uh, she makes herself a serial killer board uh, with red lines and uh, photos and notes. Um, probably as good a place as any to leave off. All right. Heart. <laughs> um, you get this Chewinga pretty well patched up. Uh, what's your next move? Um, 
It's going to cast a little create bonfire. Just like stay there, keep warm. He doesn't really think anything of it necessarily. Like he's he's made a new friend and together okay. they shall brave the winter. Uh, the Chewinga kind of cuddles up to the bonfire, like, you know, uh, rubs their hands and like puts them out to the flames um, and then sort of looks up at you. Uh, and whenever Chewinga moves, they kind of make uh, that wooden wind chime sound, uh, like a slight jingling uh, whenever they do. Uh, and it's not unlike the way that Hart sounds because he has a bell in his antlers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that the Chewinga uh, sort of gestures to you uh, and then uh, draws something in the dirt. Um, and what the Chewinga draws is like uh, a, an approximation of its mask uh, and then like a circle with kind of two antlers coming off of it. Um, and then the Chewinga like uh, makes like a tree with its hands and then just puts it down on top of those. Uh, and then like a little, a small distance away from that, the Chewinga draws more little masks in the dirt. Um, yeah, Hart will pull out an acorn. Um, do you want me to grow you a tree? I don't know if it would work. We're already here. Uh, the Chewinga shakes its head and just points back at the masks. Do you want me to find the others? Chewinga nods. Okay. Uh, the Chewinga actually, like, takes the dirt that, like, made the- that the first mask and the antlers, uh, are in, uh, and just pushes that dirt over to where the other masks are. Do you want me to help? Bring them here, bring you to them. Like, myself to them. Okay. And then Hart will, um, he'll take one of his big blankets, um, because he knows that, uh, Kuori and Lydia did this for him when they were going out on their first adventure. And he's going to, like, put the Ak Ink blanket over the Chewinga. Um, he says, okay, we, uh, the forest friends always seem to find me pretty easy, but if you want to hang back a little bit, don't worry. I've got this fancy lantern that one of my friends gave me, and we'll should be able to find your family. Uh, there are kind of pleased-sounding jingling noises coming from the uh, Chewinga. I'll give the Chewinga the remainder of my good cookies for the day, so that way he has something to snack on for the trip. Okay. Um... How are you going to transport this Chewinga? Um, well, he's bigger than me, so he should walk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Unless um, unless it's like unless it, like it has the ability to like turn itself into a mask and then like Hart would just like put the mask on and then go out and search for things. The two of you are about the same size. Yeah, like I think Hart um I think Hart will just be like, "All right, just don't try, try not to go too far away from me. And if you do, I'll make sure to try and I'll, I'll find you again. Okay. Uh, and he'll like hold nods. his hand out for the Chewinga yep. to hold his hand. The Chewinga nods, uh, reaches out and takes your hand. 
uh, as the two of you uh, carefully make your way out of the hole in the ground. Um, Heart, you are greeted with the sound of something larger than you, um, sort of padding through the snow. Uh, and I imagine that you probably like duck because yeah. you 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 is prey. Um, <laughs> Click the button on the bell that causes it to magnetize, so that way it's not jingling. Yeah, um, and that. Uh, heavy moving sound stops uh and you hear kind of a snuffling from above uh and the chewinga starts making uh excited jingling sounds once again um and you look up and you see the white fur of an arctic fox um and the fox kind of like looks at you tips its head to the side uh and then like just sits down um and the chewinga like tries to drag you towards the fox um yeah heart uh would cast speak with animals for sure all right um uh, he's gonna the try fox has does the fox the, has been looking for this shoinga does the fox have blue teeth no damn it so close <laughs> uh the fox has been looking for this chewinga. um it says are you gonna get on my back or not are you going to take us to the others? Yes. Insight check. Okay. Go ahead and roll it. Look, there are too many logic puzzles about foxes being <laughs> dicks crossing rivers to make me just <laughs> trust this fox de facto. Uh, um, that is a modified 20. Yeah. This fox is acting like a mount, uh, and the Chewinga is treating it like one. Yeah. Heart will for sure hop on the back of this fox with the Chewinga. Like, if the Chewinga says it's okay, sure. All right. Uh, you hop on the back of the fox uh, and, like, help the Chewinga uh, up there as well. Uh, I'll and give the fox, the fox a ration. Nice. Uh, the fox thanks you. Um, the fox is about the size of a horse to you, uh, if only a little bit larger, I'd say. Um and uh, I, I'd say that Hart may not necessarily, well, maybe Danica would have mentioned this once or twice. Uh, there are rumors of Chewinga using foxes as mounts uh, uh, throughout Icewind Dale. Um, the fox takes you through the woods uh, for uh, a few hours, it seems like. Uh, Chewinga can really travel far if they want to. Um, and... You eventually come to a clearing, uh, and the Chewinga, like, kind of turns its head to the side, uh, and when its mask, uh, like, snaps back to its original position, there's a loud rattling noise, uh, and you hear more rattling throughout the clearing, um, and you are greeted by a multitude of Chewinga just hopping down out of knot holes uh, from behind trees, uh, directly out of the snow. Uh, they all kind of begin to uh, come towards you uh, in a, a very excitable fashion. Hart starts greeting all of them and looking through his things to see if he has, like, stuff to give all of them. Sure. Uh, Hart, you greet them uh 
heartily. Uh, and you look down to uh, start digging through your things, and when you look back up again, uh, the Chewinga that you're about to hand your fork to uh, is completely made out of ice. He looks at it, and then he looks up to see the other Chewingas. All of the Chewinga are completely frozen in that moment of merriment. Every single one of them is made out of ice. Uh, you, like, e even the fox, even the Chewinga that you rescued. Uh, and looking around, you even see that the trees are made out of ice. There is... I would say, like, there is the sound of, um, as, as hearts, like, he feels crestfallen at this. And, like, as he's experiencing this just utter sense of sad as the merriment cuts off, there's the sound of, like, clinking metal. He was pulling out coins to give them. And he just, like, lets the money fall. And he just starts looking around, just, what? No. No, and he's like going up and like trying to like um i think he would like put like a create bonfire near one of them to try and like help warm them up or like near mm -hmm. the fox to try and help warm it up um yep. but he's he is like desperately trying to help everything that he can uh heart quickly realizes um that they are all made out of ice, and warming them up is only going to succeed in making them melt. Um, and I think that will leave him uh, with this sad scene, um, yeah, because it... Hart does not necessarily understand that he has succeeded in this trial. Uh, and I don't know if he'd ever understand uh, Oral's method of preservation. Um, but to Oral, every flake of snow is unique, and that which is unique must be preserved. Yeah, like, I would say, like, heart scene ends with him just, like, falling onto his knees in the snow, just, like, crying at the fact that all these Chewingas that he just tried to help save are now ice. Stag. Uh, you and Two Coins have managed to convince Boss to let you go out and uh, at least look for some food. Uh or, it, or try to find the end of the uh, blizzard. But there is no end in sight. There is no food. There's nothing that can survive in these conditions. And it has been too long for the blizzard to have, like, even had a chance to, like, it, it should have stopped by now. If it was a normal storm, it would have stopped. Okay. Uh... You are, you uh, go out uh, and you're, you're gone for a few days. Uh, and when you come back into the cave, um, I want to say that the two ha um, field hands have already frozen to death. Um, Boss is just shivering in a corner. Uh, and two coins uh, just reaches out to you. Okay. Uh, he'll, Stag will acknowledge him. Uh, two coins grasps at you. Uh, it's like, it, it is a horror scene 
uh, essentially, two coins is trying to grab you. Uh, <laughs> why? Uh, does so does Stag like you said? He, he, he's got memories of like going through this before, right? Yes. Um, going through this does does he remember how this resolves? How do you think it would resolve? Uh, the first time, at least. I think the first time it resolved, he had to leave them all behind. Okay. Um, two coins is basically saying, so cold, come to me. Please warm me. <laughs> um, I think Stag remembers, like, trying to keep him warm. Uh, and that not, still not working regardless. Um, and I think he realizes that he just needs to get on with this. Um, so he's going to, to look at two coins, um, and just turn his back and, and start leaving them behind. Okay. Um, and I, I even want to say that in this like recollection, as two coins gets closer to you, you can literally feel his body like supernaturally drawing heat away from you yeah like you can tell that if he touches you it's going to be bad and i think like so so like when it first happened stag tried to keep them all warm with his powers uh but it just it, the blizzard was too much and like this they were kind of leeching the heat out of him so he had to leave them behind okay I don't think he says anything to, to two coins as he turns his back and leaves. All right. Stag walks back out into the snow. Um, I think that he learned a long time ago uh, Oral's particular opinion on cruelty. That compassion makes you vulnerable. And that cruelty is the knife that keeps your enemies at bay. Cool. I mean, he's not a fan, but, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Quarry. Stat Muffin, thank you for the follow. I wanted to put it in at the end of the scene. <laughs> Ding! I don't have my water bottle. Ding! Meow! <laughs> thank you! Ding, ding, ding! Stat is one of our amazing mods from Clever Place. Hi, Stat! Oh, thank oh, you! Hi. It's nice to know that it's not a bot. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry that it had to be during such a heavy moment. <laughs> <laughs> Levi just throws a glass bottle on the floor. Uh, okay. Kawari! Hi! Yeah, hi! Con save! You sure? Yeah. Okay. No, I want you to make me an endurance check, and then after that, roll for Streetwise. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> oh, that's a D8. Thank God, because that was a one. <laughs> <sighs> yeah? Did you roll Welcome digital dice again? I rolled, you know how I said, oh, thank God that was a D8 because that was a one? Yeah. I Did rolled you? a one. Oh, no. that's fun. All right. Two levels of exhaustion. Two this more? Is 
Take it on the four. chin. You can do it. That puts me at four. You're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't you die at five? No, you die at be, six. It's at six. You're going to be fine. It's only four. Uh, all right. Uh, Corey, you are slowing down. Uh, you are nearly at a standstill. It is freezing. Your limbs literally hurt. Uh, not only from the cold, but from being uh, drawn up to your body for so long. You are so large being in such a small area while under, like, physical exertion is literally painful for you. I mean, you know, she's just gonna cast Firebolt at the wall. <laughs> okay. Um, from the outside, uh, these walls are, like, very translucent. Um, like, it's just ice that, like, is sheared mm. through these veins of rock. Um, this, these mountains are so old and so ancient, um, and the ice has been frozen for so long, it's, it's hard to tell the difference between rock and ice down here. Um, from the outside, we can see strange lights and colors emanating from within. I think she does that for a while. E each time kind of like getting more and more frustrated till she's just at one point just screaming uh, like at the top of her lungs until she's just stops. And it's like panting uh, heavily. Um, and she's just going to try to You know how when your arm's like numb or like really, really cold, you kind of start like hitting it to mm -hmm. get some sense back into it. Okay. Um, so she is going to start doing that. Trying to get uh, heat and movement through her limbs. Uh, and she is going to continue kind of like muttering to herself, this is not where I die. Okay. All right. Uh, Quarry endures. What is her opinion of the Frost Maiden uh, thus far? Cruel and unreliable. That's fair. <laughs> Um, what does she think about her position as a midwinter child? She kind of resents it. Because uh, a midwinter child is supposed to be something special. Something that is... Uh, that cause for celebration, but... All it's ever done is given people higher expectations of her uh, until she eventually just lets people down. Like she let her family and tribe down by getting herself kicked out. Okay. She doesn't like it. She doesn't think it's a gift. All right. 
how does she get out? I'd say it takes a lot longer than 45 minutes. Um, and she's trying to stop when her limbs get too cold and every so often kind of like start moving them, massaging, punching them even uh, as she keeps going. Uh, if it weren't as cold, she'd be sweating because uh, she is pushing herself. And as she sees the end and here's a cat. Um, <laughs> it's a crag uh, cat, it's fine. Yeah, it's a crag cat, it's fine. Uh, she looks at the end, she sees the light basically, but she also notices that it's iced over. And I think with anger and frustration, she goes for a firebolt, but ends up uh, doing a burning hands towards the um, the end that's iced over uh, until she can no longer do so and is free. Okay. Yeah. I want to say that when you get to the end, uh, you find that the exit is actually blocked. Um, and so you literally have to break your way out. Mm. Yeah. Uh, if her spells aren't working, she's just going to literally start using herself as a battering ram and shouldering the exit until it breaks. Okay. Um, I think that Kawori has always been the type of person who can endure. I think that she has always known uh, the Frost Maiden's opinion of endurance, which is exist as long as you can by whatever means you can. And only by enduring can you outlast your enemies. Uh, and with that, you burst forth into freedom. Uh, Kaori actually um, falls out of the wall uh, onto the floor, not in her childhood home, but back in the dungeon of Grimskull. Okay. Um... Is there a specific place she's back at? Um, you haven't necessarily seen it before. Uh, there seems to be a center pedestal, uh, and like there are a few, there are a couple of other doors uh, mm. that are here. Um, but you are drawn to the center of the room. Okay. If she looks behind her, is there a door behind her? Uh, you look behind you, uh, and the hole that you came through is already closing back up. Cool. Um, I think she's going to look behind her. She looked at the pedestal, she looks behind her, and then her head just turns back to the pedestal and she walks towards it, um, looking at the doors, uh, but eventually finds herself in front of this pedestal looking at what's on it. Okay. Uh, we'll come back to Corey in a second. Lydia! Hi. That's You've been me. alone for a long time. 
Uh, she has been alone for a long time, and you just see various notes oh, no. stuck to Lydia <laughs> in various forms. Oh. Um, and this is just what the entire wall of the cabin looks like at this point. Um, so uh, I think that after all of this, Lydia just decides... Um, to step out of the cabin and like listen to see if she hears any wildlife whatsoever or if her thought of being truly and utterly alone is correct. How long does it take uh, for Lydia to decide that she needs to do something about this. I want to say, like, in the first time around, does she remember, um, like, when she left or when she was no longer alone in the cabin? Uh, I think she does. But I mean, that's a question for you. Really. When it gets when it gets to that day, she's like, "Okay, this is okay. not got to break the loop here. No rag rats." Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to say that uh, Lydia, like we like see Lydia, like with all of these notes uh, covering her, and behind her, there's like even um, like chalk marks on the wall, uh, like. Uh, tallying the days that have oh, passed yeah. very very prisoner-esque yeah just like there's now like a little bit of a track in the floor where she has paced back and forth so much that it's oh. like worn down the floor a little unevenly Bless. she's not not used to being alone and doesn't like it at all okay um so the first time that lydia was alone she did a lot of praying you say um mm -hmm. and like growing closer to the raven queen uh and, and such um, what do you think she learned during that time? I think that she learned that the Raven Queen often sees things in black and white and in literals. Um, and that there is a quiet compassion in the Raven Queen's harshness. What others view as something that is cruel, you know, taking your loved ones away from you and ferrying them off into the afterlife, Lydia learns is the greatest gift of all in some ways of ensuring that they make it to the afterlife and that they're not left as shambling undead entities. Um, and so I think it's, it's finding the compassion in what seems to be cruelty, uh, okay. even though it's not. All right. Um, huh. I want to say um, the day comes uh, when you know that you left. Uh, and so you prepare to leave, um, and you open the door uh, to a vast, 
tundra uh, that feels completely empty. Um, though you remember the journey that you made before uh, and you're confident that you can make it again. Um, whereas uh, the Raven Queen sees things in very black and white ways, I think that uh, it occurs to you that there are a lot of things that are black and white in the world. Um, heat and cold, uh, kindness and cruelty, life and death. Uh, but sometimes there's a gray area. And you're beginning to realize where the gray areas lie. Yeah. That checks out. And I think on like the day where Lydia like realizes that something has to change, she will just go like a few steps outside of the cabin and sit down in the snow and meditate for the first time since she's been there and just be okay in the solitude. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Lydia, I think you melt into that. Um, and whether it's the conclusion that she comes to or not, uh, Oral's uh, opinion of solitude is that solitude is where you can understand and harness your full potential and depending on others makes you weak. Lydia wholeheartedly disagrees that for the first time was sitting there and was okay with the fact that she was alone. Okay. Um, Lydia, when you return to the world, uh, you find yourself at the end, uh, or rather, yeah, I'll put it this way. Uh, you find yourself uh, opening your eyes uh, just as you walk back into the ice rink uh, where uh, our good friend, the awakened walrus, is slipping and sliding around. Um, you find that you have walked in uh, a different door that you had left th than you had left through. Um, and looking up, you can see that Burning Star has walked back in from another door. Uh, and Stag, uh, likewise, has re-entered from another door as well. Uh, the corridor that you had gone through appears to be vacant. But there is the sound of a door opening to the south. Is, is everyone okay? Yeah, of course I'm fine. I'm not crying. You're crying. Yeah, I, what? I was, was going to say, I think, like, Burning Star, like... <laughs> You see a hand come up and like touch the side of their face and then they just pull back and like look at their own hand. Hmm. I think that Stag's like aggressively rubbing his face. I'm fine. I I think that you see a look of relief on Lydia's face when she looks over and sees Corey. And then you see that She's look She's not here. Oh. <laughs> 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 a look of panic on Lydia's face when she doesn't see Kawori and she, a look of relief when she sees Stag. Yep. But then uh, there are basically four different doors that you guys uh, entered through. Um, one of the doors is vacant. Um, but Lydia looks. Stag probably wouldn't notice 
because he has not been around Lydia and you know subtle facial cues are probably not Stag's strong suit completely lost on him <laughs> but Lydia definitely looks a little disappointed that it's Burning Star and not Heart that's walking back through that door um but okay you two we gotta find Corey uh yeah we should um so what 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 just happened oral's trials mm. winter god bullshit yeah that's one cold god literally and figuratively where's Corey? i don't know and it's worrying me Burning Star is, like, trying to, like, walk towards the other door. Mm -hmm. Uh, the door to the south that just opened? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Burning Star is beelining across the room. I would uh, say beelining, but, like, all ice floor. Like, it's very much just, like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> uh, Kawori, uh, as you're approaching this pedestal, um... You see that, uh, like, I, I want to say that your foot, like, crunches down on something, like, hard uh, and, and, and shatters. Uh, and you look down, you see that it is part of something that was made out of ice. Uh, and looking around the room, you can see that, like, the floor is littered uh, with these chunks of ice that all have kind of a, a carved look about them. Um, but... Looking down, you see one of these chunks of ice has a face on it. Um, she'll kind of lean down and pick it up. Yep. Uh, looks like human. Uh, a look of determination, uh, but slight trepidation. Okay. Um, there's indication of face paint. You know how, like, uh, in order to, like, make something, like, something that's carved to look like mm -hmm. it has, like, markings on it, you kind of, like, you know, just carve a little bit into it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think she, while still holding the piece, uh, she's going to look at the pedestal. Uh, approaching the pedestal. Uh, you see that there is a book just, uh, like, bound uh, with leather. Um, it's got kind of uh, mink tails. Oh, I don't have the uh, description open for the codicil of white. It's the codicil of white. Wasn't it, like, uh, had, like, gold... You sent us a picture, so it's in the chat. Yes, here it is. It's a tall, thin volume bound with white ermine fur over seasoned boards of white pine and sealed with a clasp and lock of tarnished silver. Okay. Uh, she's going to take it. Uh, is there any, like, writing or name uh, on it? Like, anything at all sure. that identifies uh, it? You pick it up, the book itself is actually quite cold to the touch. Um, the fur is worn about the edges from use. 
Uh, flipping through it, you find 27 pages uh, made out of vellum painted with silver gilt on the outer edges. Uh, the whole thing is sewn to a leather binding with strips of sinews, making it quite durable. Um, you find that it is basically a codicil written by the followers of Oral as a primer on her worship. Uh, the first page is a title page with the, a snowflake symbol on it, uh, and the remaining pages describe various priestly rituals and ceremonies uh, in chilling detail. I like the use of the word chilling. It does. Uh. So it says it right here. Um, it says here that there is a spell that wizards can learn, uh, that being frost fingers. Uh, I'll send you that information in a bit. She already uh, has a frostbitten hand, so... <laughs> and you find a poem called The Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Ah. Um, what does the, the poem sound like? Ah. Uh, I'll let you know in a bit. Okay. It, it feels eerily familiar. Okay. Um, uh, as you're flipping through this book, um, you look, like, glance at the pedestal, uh, and find that the pedestal that it was, uh, uh, sitting on has, um, three symbols on it. Um, the one in the center, uh, appears to be an owl with curling ram horns on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, off to the right, uh, is a woman's face with just these, like, jagged lines uh like she appears to be made out of ice like you know not in the way that these guys are um which is to say you know like very lifelike carvings she looks like you took ice sickles down uh and like chunked them together in the shape of a woman uh and then off to the right of the owl figure is just this strange gem diamond shape okay uh and you said this is the pedestal what's on the pedestal yes uh okay. this is like a, a visage like an emblem that's put into uh the pedestal that the book was resting on mm -hmm. um and as you're looking at it uh a voice fills your mind will you court death to receive my blessing? Why should I? There's no response. You want me to court death? I've done it many times. I'll do it once more then. Make me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Instantly regrets what I said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm gonna use a new dice. This is a spikely. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> he 
said constitution saving throw. What I said. 25. All right. Holy shit. Got a, got a quick question. Yes. Not to be that guy, but you're at four levels of exhaustion. You make saving throws a disadvantage. Uh, she has resistance to cold damage, though. Okay. I was just so checking because this is it, an exhaustion thing. If she would do it at disadvantage. If she would do it at disadvantage. Uh, and the other thing is, is that that exhaustion is gone, actually. Go back to the first level of exhaustion. Never mind, then. She good. <gasps> My heart. <laughs> Me? <sighs> I'm okay. I mean, I was going to wait until later to tell you that you weren't exhausted anymore, but... Twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, you make it. Cool. Um, what did I make? <laughs> a coldness creeps into you. Uh, and I want to say that this happens just as the rest of the people enter the room. Uh, okay. Lydia, Stag, and. Uh, Burning Star, uh, when you enter the room, you find Kawori uh, standing in front of a pedestal holding a book uh, with her head kind of tipped back um, and this mist uh, kind of pouring out of her mouth. Uh, and when she blinks again and looks at you, you find that her eyes are literally made of ice. Quarry, are you okay? DM, am I okay? <laughs> From your perspective, you said the Frost Maiden asked you if you would court death, and you said to, to receive her blessing, and you said, I've courted death many times before. Might as well. Uh, and you felt coldness creep through you. Am I dead? You're not dead. Do I sense undead? You've just re No, she's not dead. What the heck, you guys? Well, I'm just covering all my bases <laughs> here. Okay, but like for the kids at home, she's dead though, right? She's yeah, super totally dead. dead right? Yeah, she's super dead. Oh my god, I can't believe Kawori's dead. Oh god, I guess I gotta and bring in my new character. Kawori, <laughs> yeah. you received the blessing of the Frost Maiden. You're double blessed. You're hashtag blessed. You're blessed, blessed, blessed. Oh, God. Um, I'll let you know what you got. Live, laugh, love, but just bless, bless, bless. Does she still have, like, once she uh, hears Lydia's voice, does she still have that mist coming from her mouth? Uh, I don't know. Do you want that? that yeah, cool. sure. I'll All right. do it. Yeah. Uh, fucking Steven's reading, uh, One Piece. I know there's a character who, like, always has mist coming out of his mouth. Yeah, his name's Smoker. He's super cool. He smokes two cigars at once just because he's that much of a badass. <laughs> he ate the smoke smoke fruit, which is a Logia type <laughs> devil fruit. Listen, I have been way too- Back to the game. We can get into One Piece later. It's fine. <laughs> there you are. Okay. Um, there's your blessing. It Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um, 
So yes, at this point, I would tell you, yeah. uh, you do not have that exhaustion uh, that mm -hmm. you gained while doing the crawl. You only have the one exhaustion that you had from before. Okay. Uh, I think hearing Lydia's voice, she kind of looks uh, over to her uh, and almost like a delayed shiver kind of rolls through her. Or but then she just relaxes her shoulders like she's doesn't feel cold anymore. And she looks at Lydia with her eyes, her, her eyes made of ice and mist pouring from her mouth as she speaks. I'm fine. Why? Um, you just uh look a little chilly. Um and Lydia will like take out her she carries like a small compact that was like a gift from her mother because her mother wanted to make sure she had like a little bit of like girly feminine things in her pack. Uh, it's this very ornate compact and she opens it and there's a mirror and she shows Corey what they look like. I mean, <clears throat> you're still beautiful, but a, a little chillier. Uh, Lydia, a weasel pops out of your uh, hoodie, your hood, uh, wearing um, a pair of glasses, uh, and you see her kind of <clears throat> sniff at the air, uh, and she's going to like crawl down your body, uh, sort of scamper up the stairs, um, sort of knocking a, a piece of ice in the shape of a hand uh, down, uh, and that weasel will scramble up Kaori's body. Um, and, like, basically put its little paws right onto the codicil. Uh, and Quarry, you can hear her whisper to herself, I did it. I found it. I did it. Um, and she sort of closes her eyes, and those glasses fade slowly away. Oh, no! Uh, and I think that's where we can leave off for right now. Excellent. So we're going to go to our break. We're going to try and be right back. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. See you Bye. soon. And hello, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you, LB, for all the, for the raids. Uh, Playthings of the Gods is a very fun show. You should check out LB's YouTube page. You can see more of it there. Otherwise, hey, thanks so much for joining us here at Rhyme of the Frost, Maiden Part 31, Grim's Call Part 2. Uh, hey, guess what? Kawori made a decision. Uh, we're not sure if it was a good one or not, but now she's got Miss uh, Mouth and Ice and Ice Ball eyes. So, you know, like, Danae, take us away. Um, it was a save or die. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it later. Nights mm. in the courtyard. Um... <laughs> Kaori has just received the Blessing of the Frost Maiden and also obtained the Codicil of White. Uh, and then uh, Nas Lantamir, the ghost uh, that was haunting the uh, weasel, uh, has achieved her unfinished business and moved on. Um, and I think in the moments that follow that, uh, you hear a familiar voice behind you say, Oh good, you found it. Oh, as yes. Valin Harpel makes her appearance, uh, flanked by her one, two, three, four, five, six now kobolds. 
Badass Mrs. Claus. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, we did find it. Um, what have you been up to while we've been busy? Facing trials. Same as you, I assume. How do how, you need four to face the trial? Did you make bait go through a trial? I would say I didn't make bait go through a trial. I would say the Frost Maiden made bait go through a trial. Or rather, whoever created this. He can't even read yet. Bait, do you want to talk about it? And like bait just kind of like, I want to say bait holds like a staff with a lantern on it. Uh, and bait just like looks up at her with just kind of like a dumb look on his face. And then he just like goes, uh, uh, no. And he just like shakes his head and like does a thousand yard stare. <laughs> Lydia will go hug bait. Um, uh, Lynn regards that just... for a moment uh, and then just holds out a hand. Codicil? Yeah, I have it. Hand it? extended. A few moments pass and she draws that hand back in. Shall we be leaving then? I think that's probably for the best. Right. I think we still have yes. some unfinished business. Lydia will just turn and like stare at Stay. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You you don't mean. I think that he means yeah. Listen, I don't know what you went through in your trial, but two cents didn't deserve that. Who? doesn't matter i came to this island for a reason <laughs> of course i did i came to this island for a reason and i'm gonna go take care of that i helped you with your book i'd like your help with this okay your family so family sticks together and as Lydia says that, she's going to look back at Burning Star a little forlornly. Is Burning Star, like, trying to leave? Or yeah. what's Burning Star up to? Burning Star, like, I feel like if there was, like, the pause to, like, hand over the book, you look over where Burning Star was, and again, it's that telltale, like, he is missing from here. The Doop, yep. Doop, silhouette. Boop, boop. Mm -hmm. uh, as he's like every time you look over to where you think he should be on this island and he is just like going towards the stairs that go uppies okay but like you can see like his head is like cocked back he's looking in a particular direction as he goes Tenderheart gets it and uh, Sag's gonna go that way too Bye, Akuma. Later. <laughs> Bye, Akuma. Um, things are going up. 
is is the weasel still there or did the weasel fade along with the glasses the weasel's still around still on the book Lydia will like hold out her hand to see if the weasel wants to go back to her pouch but won't be pushy about it sure um Corey, I want to say that you have like reached an understanding uh just by holding this book um you know that having possession of it uh like mechanically speaking uh well i'll i'll, I'll say it in like in 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 world terms first uh will has gives you certain protections against the cold uh mm. mechanically speaking whoever holds the book has re uh resistance to uh cold damage uh knowing that you already have something like mm -hmm. that it might be a good idea to give it to somebody who's vulnerable to it yeah Most vulnerable to it. Burning uh, star. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Corey's gonna don't go. Don't worry about that. Yes, Corey's gonna go over to Burning Star uh, and just kind of like stop them for a moment and just uh, put their hand on the book. Just look at them and then put the book in their bag and say, "Keep this on you." Like you like put the book in his hand and like the head tilts down, looks at it, looks up at you again, and then just immediately starts like looking off in a direction like you pack it into his pack, but like he not paying attention. Um question as well. Is Burning Star obviously like everything on Burning Star's person has that galaxy mask effect on it but i'm wondering about the coat with all of the patches on it like, oh if that's like the only thing that's not uh <laughs> well, no I, no i just I, I just out of pure curiosity because lydia knows that heart has that and it's got a bunch of different patches on it but would Bur burning star think to use the patches or like would lydia be able to go and like grab one off of there if needed so to burning star i think burning star actually has used the patches before but this okay. coat with the galaxy mask over it the patches look like small constellations oh that's so cool I love that. So you have to pull a constellation off of his robe in order to use it. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. Flavor. That's really cool. Call me Guy Fear because we're going to Flavor Town. <laughs> I'm sorry. That got me. Yes. I win. <laughs> it rolled over me. <laughs> and I, I was all like, that's a reference. And then I realized that it actually made sense. Oh. <laughs> it was like a sonic boom. Like I got hit by two waves. All right. You guys heading upstairs? Yes. We know we can't really stop Burning Star. Of course, I gotta let him go up by himself. Yeah. Uh, you go up one set of stairs, uh, and Valin and the kobolds start um, heading uh, back down the hallway. Uh, and then stops when she realizes that uh, Burning Star is just heading for the second flight of stairs and nobody seems to be stopping him. Um, and both Stag and Burning Star together are headed that direction. Yeah. Uh, Valin kind of like clears her throat and says, 
we got what we came for. Uh, slight change of plans. We're going to go fight a god. You're going to go fight a god. Lovely. I... Do I think this is a good idea? No. Is my family going in that direction? Yes. Will I let them go alone? Also no. You're welcome to stay here. You're welcome to come with us. But the book's coming with us. So... Completely if you die, you. you can pick the book up or the body. How about that? Um, she like looks at each one of you in turn um, and kind of like snaps her fingers and the kobolds all start like sidling down the hallway. Uh, and you can see her like looking at Burning Star, just sort of memorizing where the book is. Um, and she says, have it your way. And she begins walking down the hallway. Oh god, I'm I don't I don't even know how this will work because I think I technically blessed by her. What if I go kill her? Like this is like really weird for me now. What if she like because you accepted her blessing, what if she like mind controls you and gets you to kill us? I can't fight against you, Quarry. I wouldn't be able to. Duck. Well, yeah, I would duck and I would run, but you're kind of an unstoppable force. And now you've got your eyes are frozen and you have mist coming out of your mouth. Like I can't so control badass. I know, right? I like look so cool. Um, Literally. Yes, that's what I thought. Um. Burning Star and Stag are just going up the stairs. Oh, we're following. Oh, we're walking and talking. Oh, for yeah. sure. I know. You're walking yeah. and talking. The um, motion I was making was an uh, outcast reference. For what's cooler <laughs> than being cool? It's cool. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. If I have to fight you, just go for the legs. That's the only thing I can reach. Then they're, they're already halfway there, see? Okay. Um, When you... Make your way up these stairs, uh, which actually begin to kind of move in a spiral fashion. Um, you reach the palace level of Grimskull. Um, looking around, um, it is dark here, uh, but everybody has been granted or already has dark vision. Um, this appears to be what is left of a frost giant's bedchamber. Um, it is bitterly cold here um and looking up you can see that the ceiling is quite dark um but it shimmers as though it is actually coated in it, it's kind of like the inside of a geode uh just sort of this crystalline structure uh up on the ceiling uh, and as you move throughout the room, uh, there are these colors that sort of dance through it, uh, a bit like the night sky. Um, and you are struck by the feeling that the ceiling of this room doesn't even necessarily read as ice anymore. It just looks like stars. Um, it is eerily quiet up here uh and 
looking around, you can see that up on the giant's bed, um, which is like the, the bed itself is taller than Kawori is. Uh, you can actually see that there is like uh, what appears to be the remains of a nest uh, up on the bed. Um, just bits of like cloth and sticks all just kind of gathered together to make a, a sleeping arrangement for some sort of creature. Um, and around the room, you find that there are actually like more and more ice sculptures similar to what were in the garden. Uh, but these are more personal. Uh, I'll say that Lydia finds uh, on the ground uh, what appears to be a hand mirror made out of ice. Um, in the corner, there is a vanity, uh, just slightly, like, ma also made out of ice, too small to be for a giant, uh, but too large to be for a human person. Is it, do I recognize it as the vanity that I sat at the first night after defeating the doppelganger? Or does it just look like a... Remind me of what that is. I'm, That's I, where I, I, don't recall. I saw the apparition that said you don't belong here. Mm. I want to say that it's eerily familiar to that. Uh, there are even uh, like stalactites uh, <laughs> that are coming down. Uh, well, I mean, I guess a stalactite made out of ice is literally just an icicle. Dang it. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are icicles that are uh, hanging down from the ceiling uh, that will actually meet with icicles that are on the floor. Um, and a few of those have been formed into what looks like tree trunks. Um, are the sculptures in, like, a static position, or does it look like some, like, people are frozen over as they were uh, going by their day-to-day -day lives? Uh, these ones just look like they're sculpted. Okay. They kind of have the rough-hewn, uh, shapes about them. The, uh, like, you can see the, um, the evidence of artifice. Okay. Like chisel marks and such. Um, uh, Kawori, like, steps underneath um, what one of the, like, tree branches, uh, like, that are formed. Um, and there's that, like, wind chime sound. Uh, and you look up and you can see each individual leaf of a tree. If I reach up and take a leaf, uh, does it melt in my hand? No. Okay. But I think that you find that your body is colder than it was before. Yeah, like she doesn't feel the temperature difference <laughs> between ice and herself. Mm -hmm. uh, Lydia, is this cold to you? Lydia takes the leaf. Is, mm -hmm. it, yep. is it cold? Yeah, it's ice. 
uh, I think, well, I mean, like, you, you use a muff rather than gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you take it, um, and it begins to melt uh, in your hand. It's so thin that, like, literally just the heat of your hand begins to, like, turn it watery. Uh, yeah, it's ice, Corey. She's gonna take another leaf and then put it in her hand and then show it to Lydia as it doesn't melt. Oh. Well, for lack of a better adjective, that's cool. I suppose. And she'll kind of just uh, crush the leaf and then put her hand out to Lydia. Do I feel cold to you? I mean, you've always been a little bit colder than me, Corey, but you feel like ice. All right. Um, As you're spending some time in this room, uh, there is a sound. Uh, of something heavy meeting ice. Um, It's coming from the other side of the room, and you see that there is a doorway and a set of stairs heading upwards. Um, You hear that sound again. Um, It sounds like the clatter of talons hitting the ground, Uh, and there is a moment when you can hear the ice straining Uh, underneath great weight, uh, you hear the sound again and again, and it's getting closer. Listen, guys, I don't know if we can actually kill Oral, but I do know a way that we can stop her. And I think it's right over there. What's right over there? The bird? Wink. (laughs) Stag's gonna go. The giant stag. (laughs) Stag's going. Well, I guess it's time to rock and roll. And Lydia will get sort of (laughs) Hey, that might be a good battle tactic for later, but let's go. Stag, are you going in the direction of that sound? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, summoning her weapon, just going. Stag, you reach that doorway uh, as an enormous form fills the frame. Um, you are struck with the hugeness of this creature. Uh, first of all, looking at the floor, um, I think you're shocked to find, uh, cloven hooves are meeting the ice. Um, and then your eyes follow them up, uh, to find these shaggy digit-grade legs, uh, a cloaked body, uh, with these arms that end in talons. Um, and there are shoulders uh, that sport a cape uh, that is tattered uh, and covered in frost. Uh, and where the face is, is just this enormous avian disc uh, with eyes that glow in the dark. Uh, in the way that a predator's does, Uh, and these curving ram's horns on either side. Uh, And this creature regards you with some confusion. 
do I know what this is? Something in you does. Uh, and that's something I think is telling me to attack. Yep. So, hooey boy, here we go. I summon my wildfire spirit. Time for some initiative, I think. It's fine, guys. Don't worry about it. It's um, fine. Please tell uh, me you have a picture of this thing. thing. Yeah, it's uh, on the cover of the it's book. It's on the cover of the book. <laughs> Do I look like I own books? <laughs> <laughs> Digital, yes. Um, oh my god. Stag, by the way, Trollsteiger has advantage because Lydia will um, use her ability to give him advantage on his next initiative. Yay! I'm going to need it. <laughs> I put it oh, in the questions boy. for the court, Satan. Thanks. Thank you. All I've ever recognized is just owl face. She got horns. She's scurry. That's oral? Vigilant blessing. That's what it's called. Yes. Yeah. We that challenged bitch. her to a fight. Came into her house. <laughs> Alrighty. So. Just gonna grab that one. Put it right there. Alright, Corey. 18. Heart. 23 with a natural Ooh, 20. I love it. Uh, Lydia. Four. Four. And Stag. 16. 16. All right. Uh, I'll remind you that you are in the bedroom of a frost giant. Um, there is a bed. There are trees. Uh, the floor is pretty cold, but I'm not going to say it's slippery per se. Um, yeah, you're you're in a bedroom, but make it twice as big. Question, everything in here is made of ice, right? Uh, a lot of the things are made of ice. Boy, that's like going to be interesting with all my fire. Stuff. Uh, Alright. At the top of the round is Burning Star. Um... Burning Star is going to hold a spell. Uh, he's going to hold his one fourth level spell slot until Oral comes into the room. Okay. Here she is. No, like, she's not, like, in the doorway. She's, like, is she, like, actually in the room in the room? I mean... Explain to me what the spell there is. There is a certain wall made of a flaming substance that I would understood. like to use that sure. I need her to yeah, have she, some distance on. Sure. She has stepped into the room enough for a wall to be useful. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, she can shove it. Um, <laughs> Burning Star, I feel like, from the back has been like looking up at, this, at the ceiling therein. Mm -hmm. And when the door opens and Oral's there, the head just like snaps forward. Um, and just quicker than you have seen Burning Star move, there is just a quick hand wave in front of him as the meteor eye ignites. Uh, and you see what look like stars appear very briefly and then disappear, followed by a popping noise and then a whooshing noise as a wall of fire just erupts behind her. Oh, hell yeah. 
Okay. Uh, so when the wall appears, each creature within its area must make a dexterity saving throw, that being oral, because Stag is in front. All right, she can do that. Okay, and then on a failed save, uh, uh, what's 19 the save? she's got. 19, I am going to use uh, one of my cosmic omens to roll a d6 and then subtract mm -hmm. that from her roll. Okay. I'm sorry, uh, one of your what? Yeah, Starforge <laughs> Druid's wild. Um, okay, no. Uh, so I got a six, which means that she subtracts six from the overall roll, putting that at a 13. The spell save DC was 14. Understood. Uh, tell me what it looks like when he does this. Uh... So since it was his turn, the one thing I forgot to do was uh, change his starry form. So I would do that as my bonus action. Mm -hmm. um, but he is choosing starry form dragon. Uh, so there is like this, like this deep roar that seems to almost emanate from inside of Burning Star. Like the point of origin is further back than where he is. But you know that it is coming, like leaving the direction that he is at. Um, and it is very much that again, like quick movement, star pop, uh, like stars popping, whoosh, fire that just is erupting there, and burning star. Uh, Specifically, I the cosmic omen. What does that look oh, like? Oh, the cosmic omen. Um, when she goes to save, if she like brings her hands up, or is she like just sort of standing there? Because I feel. I want to say she's just standing there. So she's standing there. There's, like, this aura of, like, frosty god magic that seems mm -hmm. to be, like, radiating from her, preventing the fire from doing the full blaze. Mm -hmm. And there is just this, again, that kind of roar. Mm -hmm. And everyone in the room gets a twinge, I would say. Like, a feeling of, like... Like when a when a parental figure like puts their foot down on a matter, and I say okay. I would feel like it's that same kind of feeling that just emanates from Burning Star, accompanied with the roar of the dragon form to just put it back down. She's taken to full damage unless she uses like a legendary resistance or something, which she's going to do, yeah. of course. Sorry. No, that's um, okay. Like, it's a good time to use it. He's a literal god. So. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I, I want to say that there's, like, almost, like, a vibrating effect as, like, there's just this uh, sense of power uh, emanating from Burning Star. Um, and she does have, like, that, like, godly resistance that's protecting her from the, um, from the flames. Uh, and he, like tries to do that, um, like, you know, drop her save to that level. Um, and I, I want to say it's, it's, it's basically just a clap back. Like, it's like a parent putting their foot down and then the other parent just giving a stern glare. Yeah, uh, so she would have been taking 32 points of fire damage, but instead she takes half. So okay. 16. Uh, does Lydia notice if fire damage seems extra ouchy to Oral? It does not. Damn it. But it does seem ouchy. Just not extra ouchy. Yeah. 
about as ouchy as anything with a corporal body. That's good enough for me. <laughs> anything else for Burning Star? Nope, that's it. All right, at the end of his turn, um, Oral is going to lash out at Stag with her talons. Yeah, that seems fair. Uh, 18 to hit? Yep. All right, that's going to be eight piercing damage and mm -hmm. three cold damage. Mm -hmm. All right, it's Quarry's turn with Stag on deck. Uh, let's see. Um, Wait, quick question. Yes. If she doesn't move uh, and ends her turn, she has to make the save again. She did not take a turn. Oh, that was a legendary that was a action. legendary action. All right, cool, cool. Just checking. Yep. So, um, Kuori is going to... I feel like there is a moment in, on their face that there's, like, a lot of mixed feelings. But that face hardens once she sees Aurel uh, clawing at Stag. And um, almost trying to push them away from Stag. Um, Corey's gonna come in close, uh, and as she's walking towards Arl, uh, they're going to cast Chromatic Orb, and they're just going to um, snap their fingers, and there's a bright small spot next to Arl that, if it hits, let's see, uh, 24. That'll hit. Uh, that this bright spot kind of like implodes and disappears before it explodes near her and she casts Chromatic Orb with uh, fire damage. Okay. Um, How much damage? I will tell you in a second. I only have one D8 and it's four of those. Uh, 14 points of coal, of fire damage. Okay. Anything else for you? Uh, no. That's it. Okay. Uh, at the end of your turn, uh, Oral, um, kind of, like, reaches back with one of her talons, and as she does so, her uh, cape sort of sweeps up over her. Uh, and as she does, that cape kind of twists uh, her, like, twists around her and, like, up into the air, and she vanishes. Uh, and she's going to reappear behind you, Koori, as she uses one of her legendary actions to teleport. Ah, oh, fuck, we're fighting okay. Meta Knight. Yeah. Nothing personnel, kid. <laughs> yeah! Uh, Stag, it is your turn with Oral on deck. Uh, Stag is gonna grit against the attack that he got. He's gonna form some fire in his hand and slap his shield. Uh, and that's going to wreath around him as he casts fire shield on himself. Um, oh. and he's gonna put himself right up into her bidness. Oh, hello. Uh, she makes that <clears throat> shuddering cry that owls do. Is good. I um, I don't know. Do I have it in me today to try it out? Like, hold on. It's like <laughs> good. Uh, 
that's all I do on my turn. Oh, well, okay then. Uh, I, or, I am putting myself right next to her. That's cool. She is cool with that. Uh, Oral Ice is cool. Uh, Oral's gonna come at you with a couple of talent attacks. Uh, sixteen and sixteen. Uh, both hit. Okay. Exactly. Uh, that's nine piercing damage and one cold damage, then six piercing damage and two cold damage. All right. And since I have my, f sorry, uh, oh boy, I didn't write copy down those numbers. It's okay. It was... I have them right in front of me. Yeah. That's so why I do it is because I can't remember numbers. Yeah. Nine so piercing damage. Nine piercing. And one cold damage. Cool. And then six piercing damage and two mm -hmm. cold damage. Really wish she was doing more cold damage than piercing damage because I'm resistant to that right now. Anyway, fire shields up, uh, so she takes retaliatory fire damage. Um, Sixteen from the first, twelve from the second. Ow. Okay. Um, I want to say that she slashes at you in um in rapid succession, uh, and then as she like uh brings her claws back up, um, like she like sort of looks down with like slight like curiosity and confusion at like the fact that her claws are like now like smoldering and covered in in cinders uh lydia it's your turn with burning okay. stone on deck okay uh so you see lydia who is just slightly behind Corey, um sort of tap her um her feet together in nervousness and she unclips her um fur covering and it spirals out into dark raven wings as she uses step of the night and whoosh whoosh uh floats up about right to right to quarry's uh cheek level and she just says it, it's it's you and me, Corey. It's always you and me. And she gives her a little kiss on the cheek, a little, and she is going to cast Warding Bond. Um, so I'll I'll type this out for you, uh, Satan. But um, you get plus one bonus to your AC and all saving throws. Uh, you have resistance to any type of damage. Um, but every time you take damage, I take damage. You're um, gonna make me cry. <laughs> and then Lydia will uh, fly back and up. So she is uh, about 20 feet above Quarry and 20 feet away from Oral. Um, is where Lydia will be. And that's her turn. All right. Uh, at the end of Lydia's turn, uh, Oral is going to use two of her legendary actions to perform a touch of frost on Stag. Oof, owie. What do I need to roll? Uh, nothing. Uh, does a 28 hit you? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's going to be 14 cold damage. And oh, yay! And you can't take reactions until the start of your next turn. Oh, no. Um, is that a melee attack? Yes. Uh, let me review fire shield. It's a melee spell attack. Yeah, whenever 
a creature within five feet of me hits me with a melee attack. I, it does damage. That's it. Cool. Give me retaliatory damage. Retaliatory damage is another 11 fire damage. All right. Um, she has now taken 69 damage in total. Uh, so she, uh, I want to say that like she's looking at her talons uh, and she comes at you again with like a more intense like like I'm gonna I'm gonna really mean it this time uh, and when her uh, talons rake across you uh, you feel the coldness spreading from the wound um, but like her hand still comes away covered in uh, like soot and like smoldering um, and she seems to like acknowledge like okay that happened uh, all right that was Lydia's turn burning star it's you with Kaori on deck. Yeah, I feel like from the back um, is Burning Star. Uh, there is just like two, like moves five feet forward as he does. Um, just a barrage of magic missiles are coming out. Uh, he's going to do a third level magic missile. Uh, so that's 5d4 plus 5. Okay. Boop. Uh, for a total of 22 points of force damage. All right. And then I can't do anything as a bonus. So that's it. Corey. Oh, wait, hold on. We've got another legendary action. Um, She's going to uh, try and get Kawori with her talons, I think. It's all like, no touchy, the hot hurdy guy. Let's see how this one goes. He's hot. Iron Man bad. Uh, that's a natural 20. I'm immune to critical hits. Oh. Bitch. Hell yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Nice. Okay. I mean, it still hits, but I'm immune to it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, no. Uh, six piercing damage. And I'm resistant to that currently, so that's... Uh, and we can finally reveal that you're immune to cold damage, so you don't take any cold damage. <sighs> Lydia it's just a smile takes... on her face. Uh, I want to say oh, she... that she like uh, brings her, brings a talon up to you uh, and like just jabs it into your chest, uh, and like she like waits for the cold to take you, uh, and then she like looks down and realizes, oh, it's not. And then she like looks at you again. Uh, all right. Jeez, I don't even know whose turn it is anymore. It's my turn. These yeah, goddamn legendary It's Corey. All right, go Kaori. Um, so um, she is going to uh, free action just for flavor, grab her hand from her chest, and then just throw it away from her at like leaving her open. And she's gonna um, take her. Um, her new plus two longsword uh, and rake across Arl's chest with it twice. Um, that is a 27 to hit. I think it hits. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to find the right dice. Here we go. Um... Okay, that's only a two, but uh, five, six, seven 
points of damage. Uh, ooh, nice. And a... Twenty-five to hit. Okay. And uh, that hits. And that is thirteen points of slashing damage. Uh, okay. And I'm gonna take my action surge. Um. And after slashing at her, uh, Corey is going to. Mm, uh, mm, mm, um, for now, what she's going to do is going to um, do another second level chromatic orb, uh, but in a similar fashion of how our like aimed at her chest, she's going to put her hand against RL's chest and cast it. Okay. Uh, I really, really well for this hits. Uh, that's 25 to hit. That definitely hits. Uh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, that's um, 14 plus 4 is uh, 18 plus 5 is 23 points of fire damage. Okay. Uh, Oral's talon is in your chest, uh, and you grab it and just throw it aside, yeah. uh, creating an opening. Yeah. Um, you bring your sword up to slash across her uh, midsection, uh, and as she's still reeling from that, uh, you bring a chromatic orb to bear and then just, like, thrust it into her own, uh, like, body in the in yeah. the same way that she had done to you uh and i i think that like she she like doesn't react like emotionally aside from surprise uh and as that flame like penetrates her like flesh uh you hear her go Rah! and um there is a moment where she just looks up to the ceiling um and you feel her beginning to melt around you and then she falls into a pile of slush. Did we? Did we attack and dethrone God? This is too easy. Oh, that was easy. Uh, As you no. say that, the slush begins to reform. Yes. Uh, and it rises up off of the floor and becomes a jagged feminine shape uh as i was describing before the icicle woman uh essentially uh and she raises up out of the floor floating slightly um and looks you in the eye um, and, like, her mouth doesn't move, but everybody can hear it out loud. The voice just resonates, uh, in the very ice. Um, and she says, Troublesome. Stag. Oh, you know what? It's her second form. It's time for some more legendary actions. <laughs> if Zelda has taught me anything, there's a third one. 
No, that couldn't be it. We just have to kill this one. We're good. That's what you said about the last one. I'm definitely also She's not just, just a god, you know. Definitely not okay. peeking at the book. Yeah, she says <laughs> troublesome. Uh, and then she reaches up to her shoulder and just snaps off an icicle from it. Uh, and then she like puts it up in the air and just lets go like she's hanging like a Christmas ornament, essentially. Um, and this icicle sort of unfolds itself into an ice method who floats there. All right, take out the ads. Take out the ads. All right. Um, he is going to, he's still wreathed in flames. He is going to like catch some of the flame out of the air and throw it onto the ground and uh, summon his wildfire spirit next to Oral, the new Oral, Oral 2.0. That's uh, literally what I have on my in initiative sheet here. <laughs> so she needs to make a deck save, please. Okay. Uh, what is the effect Fort, of this? Uh, fire damage if she fails. Okay. Um, uh, I'm just summoning my my wildfire spirit who uh, normally takes the form of stone point. Uh, she's going to make this save. Okay. Then she takes no damage. Uh, but now the wildfire spirit's standing next to her, and I can use other abilities to make it attack. And but I'm she, also she is using her legendary resistance for it, of to course. clarify. Yes. Um, I'm also going to cast uh Rosewind, my healing spirit, uh catching some more fire and throwing her down next to me. Uh, and she is going to immediately give me two D6 healing. I and uh, that is what I'm going to do on my turn. Damn. Alrighty. So that was Stag. Now it's Oral's turn. Sorry, I'm hey. looking at a completely different stat block. I looked at these before, but I'm just remembering. Um, yeah, why not? Um, she's going to reach up and snap off another icicle um, and uh, put it up into the air uh, and create another ice method. And that will be her turn. Uh, the ice methods are going to make themselves annoying. It may. <laughs> um... One is going to use its frost breath catching, uh, yeah, I think they'll both use their frost breath. Um, and, like one of them's going to catch Stag and Kuori and the other's going to catch Lydia and Hart. Uh, so I need dexterity saving throws from both of you. Uh, Kuori, don't bother, it's cold damage. 22. <laughs> I guess you can say it? the cold never bothered me anyway. Ah, we fucking got there. Ah! Everybody gets to go home. Um, you said it was dexterity. Sorry. <laughs> yes, please. Dexterity saving throw. 19. Um, that is a 18 for Lydia. Cool. Everybody makes it. Uh, go ahead and take half of seven damage, which is going to be three. And this uh, is cold damage. Do I take half of half because I'm currently resistant, or...? Yeah. If you're, like, factor in your resistances. So it's half of seven, so half of half? So two? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, tw
two. So basically one. You always, uh, I believe you always roll down in D&D. &D. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Lydia, it's your turn with Burning Star on deck. It is my turn. Uh, so Lydia is currently floating uh, 20 feet above uh, her friends and 20 feet away from Coral. Um, uh, you'd think that it being last in the initiative, I would have decided my, uh, my, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, Lydia is, how, how you feeling, Stag? How you feeling, Troll Stagger? I'd say on a scale of one to 58, I'm at 29. So cool. not great. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, mm. Actually pretty bad. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. gotta be said. Mm -hmm. uh, Lydia will cast um, uh, yeah, Lydia will cast Cure Wounds at third level on Stag. Um, so you just see this silvery glitter start to envelop you, and you get 20 points of healing back. Ah, damn. Thank third, you. Third level, baby. Third level. Healing cards are dope. Uh, and then I think that Lydia will just try and use her movement to position herself in a way that is farthest from the ice methods, but closest, like, but still within 30 feet of um, her friends on the ground. But yeah, this is, I don't have very many bonus actions, so. Okay. Uh, Burning Star, it is you with Kawori on deck. Oh, Oral's got her uh, legendary actions again. She's going to make she? another ice method. Oh, yay! Love that for us. It's after her turn, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she'll make another one. More friends for the pile. <sighs> Burning Star, it's you. Um... Burning Star is going to drop concentration on the Wall of Fire and instead is going to cast a third level Flaming Sphere. Uh, but he's going to put it in between, like, right next to Oral and the Mephits, so if he can get all of the Mephits within five feet of the Sphere. Um, yeah, they're all in about the same area. Awesome! Uh, and then... Let me see... So it's an action. As a bonus action, you can move the sphere 30 feet. So he is then going to move it. Uh, he's just going to, like, bump it into Oral. Uh, so I need her to make another dexterity save. And then yep. I'm going to use Cosmic Coven. 18. She got a negative 6 on that as well. She should, so another 12. Okay. Uh, she's going to use her legendary resistance to succeed. Okay. Oh, come now. The dice had rolled one on top of each other in D&D Beyond, and it was a four, and it slid off into a one. So a total of eight points of fire damage. Okay. Um, at this point, it does seem like the fire is doing more damage. 
Yeah, it seems her second form is made out of ice. <laughs> Whereas the first think? form was made out of owl. Wouldn't you know? Funny how nature does that. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who all right, uh, that was Indeed. Burning Star. She's already used all her legendary actions for this turn. Kawari, it is you with Stag on deck. Kawari is going to... I'm listening to Black Hole Sun currently, and it's hitting the right spot. <laughs> it is. Um, mm. She is going to. Um, you know, she's gonna. If it works, it works. She's gonna cast. Um, chromatic orb at her again. Does a 17 hit? Yes. Okay. Oh, thank God. I was really rolling well, 11 there. Uh, no, that's a d10. Yes. Fourteen points of fire damage to her as Corey snaps again, and the another burning—I uh, was going to say burning—a small star uh, implodes and then explodes next to her. Cool. Um, All right. Anything else for you? No, that is uh, my turn. All right, Stag, it's your turn. All right, uh, Stag has kind of been dancing with fire this whole time. And he's going to continue doing that as he snags some of the fire around him and just kamehameha's it at uh, Oral and casts uh, Burning Hands at third level on her. Okay. Uh, so, deck save. All right. Um, she is out of legendary resistance for this form. <laughs> for this form. 18. 18 passes, so I'm assuming that's half damage of 18, which is 9. All right. Uh, and her vulnerability brings it back up to 18. Cool. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to command my fire spirit, my wildfire spirit, to uh, attack her as well. And he acts right after me. But I don't know if you want to have oral act do her legendary resistance uh, first. She's out. She doesn't have any legendary yeah. actions. Oh, or, okay, cool. Um, then, yeah, they will attack for a uh, 23. Okay, 23 hits. And that's five fire damage. Okay. And that's my turn. All right. Uh, oral. Um, <laughs> I want to say, um, she has just rivulets of water, uh, dripping down her shoulders, uh, where all of these flames have begun to just melt her extremities. Her face has no expression. Like, it is, it is just carved of ice. Um, and, like, I, I think, like, the body, <laughs> the body language is irritation, um, she's going to point at Kawori. Uh, make me a charisma saving throw. As a gem-sized ice crystal 
uh, hovers next to you. I'm real bad at Christmas, I think. You do get a plus one at least from Warding Bond. Cool, that makes it a whole total plus one. Thank you. As in like, that sounds sarcastic, but no, thank you. <laughs> Everything uh, helps. Every point helps. Not when you roll a natural one. <laughs> but it is a total of two now. Just doubled it right there. You ah, doubled it. There is an ice it. crystal hovering uh, next to Kawori. Um, and uh, she closes her hand. Um, and as she does so, Kawori is pulled towards the ice crystal um, and becomes smaller uh, and then suddenly just sh shunts into it. Um, you are trapped inside of the ice crystal uh, and you are stunned. Not gonna lie, that sounds really bad. You can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns. You know what that looks like? Not my fucking problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there's Burning also star. cold damage involved, uh, but we're not going to worry about that for you on account of your immunity. Um, so that is Oral. I um, played Oral. <laughs> Uno reverse card. Uno reverse card. You played yourself. Um, End of her turn, she needs to make a dex save for the flaming spear. Oh yeah, uh, she'll move away from it. Does that take her away from me? Yes. Can I attack? I mean, if you're like, it provokes, so yes. I would like to. <laughs> uh, how's a 24 to hit? Uh, yeah, that hits. Primal Savagery, uh, rolling two d10s, gets me a total of two acid damage. Oh, that sucks. Does, <laughs> does Burning Dad, uh, does Stone Point get it? I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Stone Point, does he get an attack of opportunity? Burning Dad? Burning Dad, yeah. Burning, burning Dad doesn't have any melee attacks. Okay. Yeah. Burning Dad is just like, it's a sub-genre of the Burning Man Festival where everyone that, just shows up in New Balance shoes and discuss grilling. That really got stuck in my craw. Oh, God. Okay, uh, the- hey, You got stuck in your what? <laughs> in craw, you know? I Knights in the Courtyard. Like, do I- ever, Nice There's a note for the craw. Yes. <laughs> I'll explain craw to you later. Uh, the ice methods do not um, recharge their ice breath ability, but the third one has not used it yet, and he will use it on stag. Hit me. Dex check. Oh, right. That's a 21. Cool. You make I'm it and take half well. of five fire uh cold damage not fire damage <laughs> that'd be funny cool 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 uh and then the rest of the ice methods are going to just attack people with their claws like annoying little guys uh you know what actually one of them's going to cast fog cloud poof uh the room is filled with fog as it just opens up its wretched little mouth and pours out a fog cloud from it. Um, everybody's vision is bad now. Hold on, what does fog cloud do? God damn it. Be sure it lightly or obscures radius the area. Of fog uh, spreads around corners. Uh, the area is heavily obscured. Basically disadvantage on attack rolls. 
until you get rid of that motherfucker. Uh, so yes, Fog, second one's gonna go and claw at somebody. Uh, I'm gonna say Stag. Hit me! 14? Uh, no. No? Okay, well, no, no. A guy, he, did his, he did his best, whoopsie. Um, the ice methods shield. move away from the fire. Sad. The ice ah. methods move away from the fire. Um, I think that that would mean that the one that attacked you, Stag, would be uh, provoking. I already used his reaction. I already used my provoke, yeah. Yeah, uh, Quarry is a gem. Uh... <laughs> So that means it's Lydia's turn. But she can repeat Certainly. the save, though, at the end of her turn, right? Yes, but we haven't gotten to her oh, turn okay. yet. Never mind. Turn turn yet. Never mind. Um, where could you describe to me what is because the fog cloud is twenty feet in diameter or twenty feet? Yes. Sphere. So you you are floating above them, uh, and you just see like a fog cloud begin to spread and cover the battlefield. Is there any target that I have visible? currently or are they all obscured in the in the fog cloud oh they're all within that 20 foot radius baby dispel magic well played that's my whole turn that's it that's all i get because it's an action uh you cast dispel magic and that fog all At begins to like return back to from whence it came uh and like it all just goes right back into that method's mouth uh and then it like has like the, these big cheeks and then like swallows and looks really confused oh baby the chipmunk cheeks all right uh lydia that was you yep it's a whole ding dang uh, turn oral what now oral well it, first of all let's try and oral just go Legendary. She needs to do her legendary uh, action. She gets Sorry. her legendary actions back on her yes. turn. Yeah, right, but so I did. Much. I did just try to take a turn. Um, yeah. Unfortunate. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me honest. Um, as her legendary action, um, <laughs> uh, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, the methods have displeased her. Uh, she's going to use her splinter action. Um, I'm liking the sound of this. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's going to explode that ice method. Uh, I need stag and mm -hmm. burning star to make me dexterity saving throws. Must try his best. Ten. Cool. 15. Uh, you're both going to take 10 piercing damage. Oof. As icicles pierce your flesh from that exploded ice method. And I guess I'm getting rid of him. Get fucked, idiot. I'm talking to the method. Sorry. <sighs> well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Even though I have advantage on concentration checks, I lose Rosewind. Ugh. You didn't even get to use that. I, I used her twice. Okay. Uh, well, so that was Lydia. That was the legendary action. Time for Burning Star. Okay. Uh, Burning Star is going to use his third level spell slot, Dispel Magic on the Ice Crystal. That's keeping Kawori in. <sighs> Tell me what uh, Dispel Magic does. Dispel Magic. 
Choose any one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends. For each spell of fourth level or uh, higher on the target, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. Now, ice stasis is not a spell. Never mind, then. Um, because it... If, because it is, well, it's a magical effect. Yes. That would count. So if it is not a spell, it does not have a spell level. Yes. Um, it, di it did say any magical effect does end, right? Yes. All right. I'm willing to allow that. Uh, because it says right here, oral magically creates a gemstone. So that's, I think that would do it. Yeah. Um, what does it look like when Burning Star undoes what oral has done? Um... So there is, um, like, this method just exploded by Burning Star. They have, like, shrapnel in them um, from this method. But they are, um, like, just focusing on Oral. Like, just looking at Oral directly. And there is just a hand wave in a dismissive manner um, where this small bead of... If Oral's ice is blue, then it's a small bead of red. Like, it is just, like, the opposite color that seems to wash over the ice. And then there is just a quick fracturing sound as it dissipates. Mm. And then Oral's still within 30 feet. So then moving the uh, flaming sphere to just ram it into Oral. So she needs to make me a dexterity save. Okay. Um, seven. Okay, seven is going to fail. So then she is going to take, ooh, almost max, 16 points of fire damage. Okay. Uh, give me a moment. I thought so. Um, so Oral has just, like, callously destroyed one of her servants. Um, and I want to say that Burning Star points at the gemstone that Kuori is trapped in, releases her, um, and Oral looks at you like, that's not supposed to happen. Um, and then, like, as she's looking at you, there is a moment of realization and recognition uh, in her face. This unmoving face suddenly shows emotion for the first time. Uh, and as she does so, that flaming sphere just goes completely through her. And she falls in half on the floor. Burning Star just begins, like, approaching the spot where she has fallen. That's it for him. That was action, bonus action, move. Okay. Stag doesn't think it's done yet. Stag is ready. Why has the music changed? And Stag then... would be right. <laughs> uh, I guess those methods playing. are still around. Um, the methods kind of chuckle to themselves. Um, and a light appears um, where Oral's body has fallen. Um, and one of those shards of ice, uh, like, snaps uh, to a point, uh, like, I'll say about 60 feet away, um, and there is a bright light coming from within.
Um, as it does so, you feel uh, the temperature in the room drop uh, starkly. That was Burning Star. Um, I guess it's time for a legendary action. Oh, interesting. Um, it flares with a blue light, um, just a, a bright gleaming light, uh, flashes. Uh, I'm going to say Lydia, you're the one that's closest to her at this point. Uh, make me a wisdom saving throw. Uh, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a thingy for wisdom saving throws. Hold on, hold on. Um... Uh, I have advantage on wisdom saving throws against magic. Would this count? Um, yes, it is magic. All right, baby! If it had to be anything, I'm glad it's wisdom. I've got a plus mm. seven. Natural 20 for 27. Ah, oh, nice. All right. Um. <gasps> okay. Uh, Be gone, nice bitch! Like, it, it is literally like a, a flashbang. Um, like, for a moment afterwards, you're, you're kind of blinking and, like, seeing the world in, like, you know, like, those opposite, like, colors the way that you do when, like, something flashes uh, against your uh, eyes. Um, and for a moment, all you can see is just darkness and these swirling stars um and then your vision begins to fade back in uh this happens over the course of seconds um yes so that was burning star's turn quarry it is you you have just been returned uh, and you watched burning star murder oral again stag is on deck satan yeah, sorry. I'm looking at a few things. It's um, okay. And I forgot I was muted. You know what? She is going to uh, lash out. Uh, she, I feel like she's going to fall onto the cold ground. And when she... Um, when her head tilts up to look at Aurel, uh, and after she, even throughout the whole dying and reforming, there's just this look of pure anger and rage that even people like Lydia haven't seen on her face before, as she stalks her way to Aurel and slashes at her twice and again with her sword. Uh, that is... She is 60 feet away. Oh, that is true. That spells. She's gonna stop 30 feet to Oral. Okay. Um, and she's gonna cast uh I maybe it's been working. She's gonna cast chromatic orb again. Okay. Uh 16. 16 will not hit. It glances off of this crystalline shard. She just gets more angry, and that's her turn. Okay. Um, 
That is Kawori. Um, she has used only two of her legendary actions, so I guess she'll go ahead and use one of them. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Burning Star, you're getting an attack. 19 to hit? That'll do her. Uh, 16 cold damage. Okay. As a polar ray um, charges and releases uh, just like a, a literal like laser bolt, like a blue line connects the two of you for a moment. Um, and it is so cold it burns. Um, all right. That was Kuori's turn. Stag, it's you with Oral on deck. Cool. So Oral is now like a crystalline glowy thingy. And how many ice methods are left? There are two. All right. I'm going to bonus action have uh, my wildfire spirit attack one of them and then cast Scorching Ray. Uh, two targeting her, one targeting one of the, the other ice method. Um, so that's a 25 for her, a 12 to hit her, and a 9 to hit the ice method, so. Okay. The 25, uh, will not, or will hit, uh, and then the other two attacks do not hit her or the ice method. Cool. 12 fire damage on her, and then for the other ice method, uh, my wildfire spirit gets a nat 20. Way to go, bud. Nice. That's uh, 10 fire damage. All right. Uh, that ice method is going down. However, it is going to explode upon its death. Give me a dexterity saving throw. For me? Yes, please. Sure thing. That's another net 20. So 23. Where'd it go, D&D Beyond? All You're right. rolling well for me. Take uh, half of seven slashing damage. Oof, owie. All right, so there goes one of those guys. Okay, anything else for you, Stag? Um, I think he's still going to try and get up into the uh, business of the Frost Maiden. Did you so roll she's... your Scorching Rays for Oral? Yeah, oh, okay. only one of them hit Oral. Gotcha. Uh, so you move 30 feet towards Oral? Oh, yep. wait, no, you're a Wood Elf, 35. Yes, that is exactly correct. <laughs> Yay, Wood Elves! Th th those are true statements. Anyway, 35 feet towards her. I'm coming. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Ooh um, all right, so that's... Already oh, coming. Oh, wait, no, never mind. That's Stag. Stag. Uh, on Oral's turn, um, the wind begins to pick up, uh, snow begins to fall, fog fills the room, and she creates a blizzard about herself in a 30-foot radius sphere. Uh, the area within the sphere is heavily obscured. Um, it moves with her. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the area around her is heavily obscured. Um, so that's Oral. Uh, the ice method is... I guess gonna go after Burning Star. He's the only one that's still hanging around. Um, 21 to hit. Uh, that'll do her. Okay, that's five slashing damage and three cold. Okay. Uh, and it's going to just park itself next to you and harry you. Just little jerk. Alright, um, that's the ice method. Lydia, it's your turn. How we feeling out there 
Uh, I am not feeling good. <laughs> feeling great. I'm having a time. No, I am feeling good. This is great. Uh, Lydia would like to survey her friends and see which one is bleeding the most. I'm actually action. good. I've only taken three points of damage. I, I already warding bonded you. I got you. I got you, boo boo. Um, but if, uh, how how bad you bleed there, Trollstagger? I mean, Trollstagger's bleeding pretty good, but your last healing almost got him up to max, so he's fine. Very I don't know, Hart. Uh, he's not looking super great, but I wouldn't worry about it. Stop trying to die. I'm not. Your friend. I am not <laughs> trying to die on this one. I'm just letting you know it'll be fine. Uh, you audience members at home will notice that when Lydia is surveying who is bleeding the most, she does not look at Burning Star. Um, <laughs> but nice. all right. Hey, last time heart, last time Burning Star dropped to zero, heart came back. So like. That's yeah, right. I'm that's, sure that's what will happen that's again. That's where Lydia's head is at right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can take so some healing if you if you want. The only, um, the only, currently the only uh, target is the ice method next to Burning Star, correct? Yeah. Everything else is obscured by. Oral's heavily lizard. obscured, but yes, yeah, thirty at like thirty feet around Oral is a heavily obscured uh, blizzard. Lydia will fly down to Stag um, and uh, just sort of say, be careful in there. I've already lost enough family. Uh, and she's going to cast Death Ward at fourth level. Oh, God. What is that? Tell me more. Fuck yes. Uh, so Death Ward means that, let me bring it up here. And it's, for some reason, it's not concentration because I've been Cause sitting it's here. badass. I've been sitting here going, I can't do that. It's it's concentration and I'll lose warding bond with Corey. Um, so you are protected from death. The first time that you would drop to zero hit points, instead you drop to one hit point and the spell ends. If the spell is still in effect when the target is subject subjected to an effect that would kill it instantaneously, the effect is negated. Cool. I cannot die. Correct. And it's my fourth level. I'm going style. in. Well, once at least. I'm going in. <laughs> um. So, and then Lydia will fly. Just she will hover just above the uh, affected area okay. of the blizzard. Uh, at the end of Lydia's turn, um, a beam of light. Uh, comes blasting out of the blizzard. Uh, burning Star. 21 to hit. Toe does it. 12 cold damage. Okay. Burning Star, it's your turn. Uh, burning Star is going to... Um... So it's just heavily obscured? inside of the inside of the thingy yep okay. basically disadvantage just moving that uh moving his flaming sphere directly in ram it into the middle okay yeah it needs to make a deck save cool 
19. Uh, that is a success, so it takes half of nine points of fire damage. Okay. Um, and then... Um, he's gonna... He'll provoke... Um, from, from the method. Okay. Um, and he's gonna take, uh, he's gonna move, like, ten feet back. Okay. Uh, oh, fifteen feet back from where the method is. Um, cool. so the method can make an attack against him. Sure. Uh, the method got a natural twenty. <laughs> uh, seven slashing damage and seven cold damage. Okay. Um, there is a sound like woodblocks clapping, uh, as the Yeti hair that was tied onto, uh, Hart's antlers begins to come off and wraps around him. I am going to finally use my blessing that the Chewinga gave me, oh. uh, which is if I would take, uh, if I would take cold damage instead, I gain that much health instead. Oh my God. So I, I had already it. forgotten about that. Yeah. That's badass. So yeah, I am I am alive only because of my Chewinga friend right now. Nice. Love uh it. and then now that I am back, I'm going to do a first level um magic missile towards the uh towards the Mephit. Boop. So the Mephit is then going to take twelve points of force damage. Mephit dies. Make me a dexterity saving throw. Even though I was 15 feet away from it. Oh, you moved 15 feet away. Yes. Never mind. Ah, that's how you remove it. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. Pfft. Ice shards go everywhere. Uh, you are out of range. Okay. Anything else for you? No. Well, I think he would, like, take a couple steps back. Uh, again, like, move the rest of his 15 towards where his, his found family is, whether or not they consider him family or not. Nice. All right, at the end of Burning Star's turn, uh, another beam of light is going to come out, and this one is for Stag. Yay! 19 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. 22 cold damage. Cool, I'm going to absorb elements on that. Not a bad idea. Uh, which halves it, right? Yeah. And then for my next melee attack, it would do cold damage. Cool. That's definitely going to help you. Yeah. Uh, and it, so nothing else for burning. Half twice. Cool. Is a lot less. Uh, Kawori, it is your turn. Can't hear you. Kawori is going to stalk into that. Um, uh, she just go walks directly. Yeah, into just the directly into the blizzard. Wait for me. Uh, and she's going to walk forward until she reaches uh, Oral and kind of try to put herself between Oral and her family. Um, and uh, it's strange because, like, I like to think that you can't see a lot of her, but you see the glint uh, coming off her newly icicle eyes. Um, and... Uh, Ma which matches the glint of her sword as she comes in with two slashes. Is it that disadvantage correct? Yes. Okay. Um, does a 21 hit? Yes, it does. 
Okay. Uh, let me. What am I hitting? What am I hitting? A D eight because I'm using one hand. That's eight. Uh, <laughs> Uh, eight plus five, that's, uh, 13 points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh, and, uh, uh, 19. 19 hits. Uh, and that's another, uh, Eleven points of slashing, okay. and they're all magical because my long sword is a plus two. All right. Anything else for you? Uh, nope. She's just putting herself between Oral and her family. Okay. Uh, at the end of Quarry's turn, another polar ray is going to blast forth. Uh, this one's for Lydia, I guess. Twenty-one, twenty-four to hit. Yeah, that hits, I think. 17 cold damage. Ouchie, wawa. 17 cold damage. Yep. Stag, it's your turn. Cool. Uh, I'm going to have the wildfire spirit come running up, and Stag is going to jump on, and they're going to start running towards the riding into the, the eye of the uh, hurricane. That's badass. Okay. Um, meanwhile, he is going to cast uh, Summon Fae. Um, and it, it summons a, a small fae spirit. I want to say it looks like like an eagle or some woodland uh, bird of prey. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going to be fuming. So it's going to lead the charge and fae step at uh, Oral, uh, giving advantage on its attack against it. Okay. And then uh, as they enter into the uh, storm, uh, Stag and Stone Point are also going to teleport up to her. Uh Damn. Um, <laughs> okay. I, so sorry to interrupt. I will wait until after you resolve this. Sorry. It is okay. We are over time. Yeah. So we need to wrap this up. Uh, that's a 21 to hit with the face spirit. Okay, that hits. Uh, so it is going to do... Sorry. Um, let's see, that's one plus three plus three plus another d6. So uh, six, six piercing, six force damage. Um, and as I teleport next to it, uh, I need it to make a dex saving throw. Eighteen. That passes, so no fire damage. Okay. That is Stag's turn. He's up upon sir. Up upon uh, sir in the blizzard. Okay. Oh, now I will politely interject just momentarily, if you don't mind, because I reread my uh, armor. Uh, I thought that it was a melee attack, but no, it's just if a creature attacks you within sixty feet. Uh, so you see the boulet armor, the boulet armor that Lydia has been wearing. For the first time, when it gets hit with that polar beam, um, you see it shine back. Um, and I need Oral to make a um, dexterity saving throw. Okay. 
dirty 20. That passes, so they'll take half damage. Um, but just one second here. One, two, three. Oh, come on. One. Uh, so 13 points of radiant damage halved to a six. Okay. Anything else for you guys? That was Stack's That was turn? my turn. Yep. Okay. Uh, it is Oral's turn. She's going to use Polar Ray twice. Um, I... What is Burning Star doing as he moves towards his uh, family? Uh, so Burning Star has just been like locked eyes on Oral, was like positioning himself towards the back to give himself space. But there is always a sense that he has a clear look in the direction of the center of this blizzard. Like he's mm -hmm. making sure that like there's nothing in between him and this thing. Uh... Burning Star gets an emotional message, uh, and it's a sent. When I say emotional, I mean like it resonates on a frequency that he's familiar with, and it's basically stay back. Okay. Great. Uh, fifteen to hit you. Uh, fifteen would hit Cosmic Omen. Minus six to their attack. That's my last one. Okay, um, so minus six makes brings it down to a nine, but the next yes. attack is a natural 20 for a 33. Cool. Was that also towards me or towards, like, uh, someone That's else? That's also towards you. Dope. Awesome. Super swell. Uh, so that's going to be 27 cold damage. All right, I was at six. Goodbye. Stay frosty, my friends. <laughs> What does Lydia see from flying above this? I'm 30 feet above Burning Star at the moment. I what do you what does she see? Um does the polar ray like freeze him in place? No. No. It's it's just blasting directly through him. It's lasers, bruh. Yeah, so it is like a straight blast through burning through like the body of Burning Star. And then, like, the the cosmic form, like, you always see, like, the swirling lights on the inside, but they just seem to slow down and then begin to steadily fade as the body just, like, falls backwards with, like, smoldering, like, I would say smoldering, but it's, like, icy hole. And, like, that, like, meteor flame is just, like, dwindling out. Okay. Lydia, it's your turn. But... Heart doesn't come back out? You don't see him, no. Uh, <laughs> Eric, it is your turn. Lydia flies down. I'm, exact, I, I'm exactly... Uh, I, I fly down to Burning Star's body. Um, and... I have, I have one more... I don't, I don't have one more because I used to spell magic, never mind. Um, Lydia will reach down and grab Burning Star's hand, casting Cure Wounds at second level, and will just say, I 
I didn't mean to make you feel like you weren't family. Uh, and you heal back up for 14 hit points. Hell yeah. And the stars begin to shine brighter again. Um, and that's Lydia's whole turn. All right. At the end of Lydia's turn, a polar ray is going to blast out at Kawari. Um, Sorry, I just, just out wanted... of curiosity, does a dirty 20 hit you? Can't hear you. Yes. All right. You don't take 16 cold damage. I, I really wanted lady to fly down and heal him for 14 and then i mean oral just like no <laughs> that's a different show tune in mondays just, to see a dm who does that kind of bullshit just uh, fucking like it would have been a disadvantage because he's on the ground but still i i, I think I, we can knights in the courtyard it. for that but we need to actually finish this yeah. fight for there to be a knights in the courtyard yeah. so let's keep yeah, going sorry <laughs> um all right that was lydia's turn burning star you're back up again Okay. Uh, Back up again at the Krispy Kreme. Boy, howdy. Am I? Uh, so. Uh, God. My brain said Krispy Kreme was an ice cream place, but that's not right. <laughs> no, it's a donut shop, and now I really want one. Oh, um, uh, no. So Burning Star is going to stand back up, and when they do, uh, he's going to use the second starry form to turn into Chalice. Um, and then in chalice form, he is going to, like, as he's standing up, he puts his hand over this, like, gaping hole. Like, you can see through it, I want to say. Like, there is, like, very visibly, like, a chunk missing from the boy. Um, but he is going to cast Cure Wounds, uh, also at second level. Um, and the hole just begins to close as he does. So, I am going to heal self for... Oh, God. For 16. Then chalice form. So 16, 24 for a total of 27. Damn. Okay. That's it. That was my action and bonus action because my flaming orb is gone. All right. The end of Burning Star's turn. Stag's going to take some attack. Uh, oh. 15 to hit. That does not hit. All right. Corey. Uh. Uh, Corey's going to move her hand, uh, over to, is it like this crystal that's glowing? Yes. Uh, and it is small. Okay. Uh, she's going to reach over and, uh, cast. Would it, if I'm touching it, would it be a disadvantage still because of the blizzard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thirteen does not hit. 
Anything else for you, Corey? Um, no. She just gets as close as she can to the crystal. Okay. Uh, stag. Awesome. Hey, guess what I remembered? That when I have my Wildfire Spirit out, I do an extra D8 damage on my fire attacks. So I forgot to factor all those in. Whoops. Don't worry about it. Anyway, speaking of which, I'm going to use a fire attack. Burning Hand, second level on her. Jesus, okay. Uh, dex save, please. Okay. She got a five. Okay. Uh, so that's... 15. She's going to use her last legendary resistance. She only gets one in this form. 22. 22 fire damage, so half would be 11. Okay. Uh, bonus action, have my uh, my spirit attack him, and also my uh, fey spirit is going to attack, it, attack her. Uh, so Glory, let me just... When these spirits are attacking her... Um, you can see that, like, their faces have burned away, and there are just charred skulls inside. And there are flames licking off of their bodies. Whatever these are, they don't look like Stag's family. Uh, 18 to hit for my wildfire spirit. 18 will not hit. All right. And the uh, the uh, bu, 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 the fa the other spirit got like a, a ten to hit. Bookie. All at disadvantage, obviously, because we're fighting the storm. Let's go. <laughs> Anything else for you? Uh, no, that was a lot of attacks. I'm done. All right. All right. Um, I don't know. Is this fey creature targetable? What what all is targetable on your team, Stag? Oh, all all of my summons are targetable. Oh well. They have, um, they have hit points and everything. Okay. Good to know. Um, Stag's getting one. Uh, 26 to hit. Sure does. Dirty 20. Uh, well, I mean, like, it's, it's damage. 20 cold damage. 20 cold damage. Um, and then it's going to take some uh, damage from my fire shield. Ah. So that's... 12 fire damage. All right. Um, and then the second attack is going to be a 16 against Burning Star. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Uh, that's going to be 18 cold damage. Okay. All right. That's Oral. Lydia, it's your turn. Uh, guys, I, I, I'm running out of juice here. Um... Uh, Ever give up? Fucking. Um, I want to say that you feel uh, a squirming uh, in your muff, um, and the weasel pulls out the gun and like pushes it towards you. Thank you show me what I've you been, have. I've been too busy healing. This is an action to use, good sir, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Confused weasel noises. Okay, uh, Lydia is going to look down at Burning Star and hear Troll Stagger yell, never give up from inside the blizzard, and she's going to fly 
25 feet into the blizzard, use her bonus action to summon spiritual weapon at second level, um, which can then attack at disadvantage against Oral. Um, which I, I don't think a 14 is going to hit. It will not. But spiritual weapon is there nonetheless, and then she's going to take aim and fire from her gun. Um, well, I have to look what my gun is. What is my gun plus? Uh, oh, I only get plus one to the hit. All right, Laura Bailey. Plus one's plus one, man. Bless me, Laura Bailey, please. Oh, bless. Nope, nope, nope. Natural 20. Uh, so this is 21. This is 21 with my gun hit? Yes. Yes, it does. It's oh, a natural okay. 20. It hits. It's an attack. Uh, so I doubled the dice, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you do. Oh, my Shoot. God. Oh, fu- God. fuck. I Shoot. forgot how much this God. gun does. Shoot. God. <laughs> Gun, gun, gun. Dethrone. <laughs> this is the end of Persona. You gotta shoot God with your pistol. Do it. Dethrone God. Dethrone God. Holy fuck. Okay, uh, six plus five plus one. That's twelve. It's twelve. Uh, do you want me to just roll three more dice or yeah. double it? Okay, yeah, roll, roll three more dice. Twelve. Uh, plus four is sixteen. Plus four is twenty. 20. Yeah. Uh, plus three, 23 points of radiant damage. It's pretty darn good. Um, oh. Heart. You're pretty sure things aren't going so great. Um, it's been dark for a while now, and you can hear distantly uh, the sound of combat. Um, and you're just sitting there, waiting. It's been too long. Um, when you hear a voice say, stay away. Okay. Heart is... As much as a voice saying stay away usually means to not approach the thing, in his mind, the dreams usually are like audio cue, follow that, and then he'll find what he's not supposed to stay away from. So he's okay. going to follow it. He's going to go towards the voice. Yeah, he hears that voice and he like looks around uh, kind of confused. Um, and like you walk through the darkness in in that direction where the voice came from, and as you do so, you can hear your friends uh, as though they're standing right next to you, um, though you can't see them, uh, and their voices are muffled and sort of echoing. You approach what appears to be a pinpoint of blue light, um, and when you get closer, you hear again, uh, realizing that it's not in your ears, it's in your bones. Stay away. It is coming from the light. Does this light, like, is it stay away, like, threatening? Or is it, like, almost like an embarrassed kind of thing? Like, they don't want to be near other people? Yeah, it's it's shame. I think Hart is going to go up to it 
and he's going to wrap his arms around it and he says it's okay it's okay um we see heart now wrap his arms around this point of light um and there is a moment where you see the uh comet begin to form over his eye um and it's just burning star uh holding on to this pinprick of light he embraces it uh we snap back to reality um, as a fucking pistol shoots a god and shatters it to pieces. I killed God with my gun? Do you know what this is gonna do for my little gnome ego? Uh, I have a question, Stephen. Is yeah. heart back? Uh, yeah, with the shattering sound, I think, like, Burning Star ends. Okay. I think that's as good a place as any for us to leave off. Uh, we'll clean things up next time. Uh, but I would like to have a little bit of Nights in the Courtyard tonight. <laughs> so, you heard it here first, folks. We are going to be going into our after show after all of this is done. But before that even gets to be part of the outro, Wings, thank you so much for running this absolutely incredible game of Dungeon and or Dragon. I know that we went on a little bit longer because of combat, but hey. I, I fucking love this game. It was like, worth it. I, I, I enjoyed every moment of it. It's just so late. <laughs> yes. So, uh, with that, Wings, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi everybody, I'm Wings. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com because that is my name, Danae Keener, not the .com part. Uh, I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D &D and a lot of things on this channel. Uh, you can also find me at Danae Keener on Twitter. I've got a pinned tweet there that says all of the uh, streaming stuff that I'm involved in, so you can go there and check it out and see everything that I'm DanaeKeener.com. Uh, thank you, Miss.com, for that information. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Satan. You can find me on Twitter at Vamp with two Ps. Um, you can usually find me uh, here on Sunday nights, uh, but we're going to be on a two-week cliffhanger because, hey. Uh, and usually you can find me in a bunch of other games throughout the week. Uh, but... If you want to see me again, uh, we'll be here Thursday night playing Monster Noir. Uh, if life gives, lets us have a break to play it. Um, usually you could find me over at Plot Hunters at 8 p.m. over at Plot Hunters on Twitch. Or on the, the Hype Goblins channel Sunday mornings, but I'm not going to be there. Uh, but they will be playing some awesome games Sunday morning at 10 a.m. So make sure to tune those out. I will be taking a break because I'm dealing with moving and renovations and stuff. But yeah, love you guys. Attack and dethrone God. With a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, everybody. It's me, uh, Liz Mac or Liz Mac D22 on Twitter. You can catch me here usually every Sunday night, at least. Not next Sunday, but at least for... A a tiny amount more Sundays afterwards. <laughs> um, I am also lucky enough to be the community manager of Coverplay Studio. Our game Operation Tango is out now on Steam, on PlayStation, on Xbox, and now on Epic Games too. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and if you want to catch up with any of that fun stuff, I have a link tree in the chat uh, or you can find me. It's linktree slash liz.mac. And I can't wait to see you guys again in two weeks. I suppose I should chime in. Hi, my name's Tyler at Frothy Inferno on the internet or uh, Tyler Crumpton at DeniteKeener.com. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, otherwise, I sometimes show up on uh, streams as a guest and it's very nice to be here. Uh, DeniteKeener.com. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the indoor adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. We do shows like this on Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, as well as on Sundays at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Except this week, real life is keeping us down a little bit. So we actually don't have a game tomorrow on Monday. We don't have a game this Thursday. Uh, and we actually don't have a game on next Sunday. However, I have it on good authority that uh, while uh, Nexus Adventures uh, is going to be on hiatus, I will actually be uh, in a game that our dear friend Jen is going to be running next Sunday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You beautiful, beautiful oh, man. Oh, boy. This is the second time you do this to yourself. Last time it was like 6 a.m. Seven's bearable, but oh, wee. You should still check it out. It's a great time. It's going to be on the Hype Goblins channel. Big fan. Love supporting Sarah. She's great. Go check them out. Uh, but... If you like this show, we're on YouTube. You can find us at youtube.com slash indoor adventures. We also have all of our shows uploaded as audio casts, wherever audio casts are made available for free. But for now, we are going to be heading into that after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us there. You can find the link to that Patreon in the chat to this side or in the description of this video or audio cast down below and with that i would like to say once again thank you to everybody who decided to stop by thank you to danae for running this game and thank you to these players for putting up with our bullshit once again this week and we'll see all of you guys next time all right everybody bye bye, bye.